Nope. 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 This is football, baby. Draft Dr. Phil and the smartest man. Keeping it 100. Keeping it 100. Here we go. Yes. Trading up. Yes. What? Oh my Here it is. Just recording. Okay. The tape never lies. You'll never know how good your football team is going to be until you play with maximum effort. If there's three things that are guaranteed is death, taxes, and the Bears giving up a 10-point lead in the fucking fourth quarter. What the fuck? But you know what? The show keeps going on. There's a lot to talk about. So, of course, we got another great show for you tonight. We got a special guest, and I don't think anybody can guess it. So let's bring on the boys, Shane, the smartest man, Marcel, and Draft. Yeah, we pulled the okie doke. The surprise is just us. It's that's it. That's enough. Just just us is enough. All that matters, right? That's it. He's getting choked up over there. I think he just blew out a pistachio across the room or something. (laughs) Pistachio. (laughs) Oh my god, we're back. I like you. Oh, I, I'm not even Festivus. 
I got my poles in the back. Yeah. I bought Steph a stripper's pole for Christmas. Don't I love all All right. Let's do some entertaining. Be a pop-up show? Is it going to be yeah. a pop-up? Oh. I don't know. He's pretty old, but he might need some reinforcements. <laughs> Come on, Shane. It's always popping up. It's always popping up. It's just so slick and skinny in a hole. Yeah. It, Jose right. Cotto. Jose Cotto's in that drop. Get him back on the show. I know. I know I'm short, right? Yes, I know I'm short. Tonight's going to be a short show. Yeah. Condensed down for the holiday season. 32 minutes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't know about that short, but we're going to so be. Do we, do we have any guesses who the. Put there's, been the some, there's been some in the chat. We're early. We're early it, in the show. I thought it was Angelo. Brad. Early in the show. Angelo. Michael oh, Lombardi. No. Mike Lombardi. Who that, got it? Yeah, it's Mike Lombardi. I'm going to call him a fucking cunt right to his face live on air. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Mike Lombardi, has he taken ownership of his terrible take? Oh, I text, I tweeted him a couple of times Sunday. After he, after he got his second sack, I tagged him, and I said, does anybody having a worse fucking day than Mike Lombardi right now? But, yeah, he wouldn't. <sighs> Yes, the Bears. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, again, the game wasn't over by that time. No. Gets it's it's not Pat the designer. I would like to have Pat the designer on I the show. Too. I want to know who this guy is, his story, his backstory. Yeah. Pat the designer's backstory. Cat. Then Bears. Yeah, lunch with Larry. Oh my Brad. god. Can you imagine if Larry Mayer came on? Robbie Gold. I would have a clip of Don Burr. Larry Mayer's 10 worst questions all time. Go. Bukowski. Hey, coach. Um Charles Leno. Imagine. That would be great, actually, Charles Leno. Bernstein and Holmes, Olin. Oh my god, imagine Bernstein and Holmes. I would love to talk to to those two as well. Yeah, it would be fun. Even Holmes. Nobody. Some of these honestly, I'm not saying Bernstein and Holmes. Just some of these guys are afraid to come on and keep it a hundred. Yeah. You know, there's fair weather fans out there. There's also fair weather analysts out there that or or anal cysts, right? That's as what we well like. as those. And the one thing I will say that has been consistent here is that we don't hide from our takes, and everybody's gonna miss. But I think, like Michael Jackson, TTNL has had a lot more hits. It's definitely not Michael Jackson either. If anybody gets that, <laughs> he's not on tonight. I didn't even know he had a video game. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you never played that? I never played that video game. And the yeah. crazy thing, he's like saving kids. And I, Thanks, Michael. We have, a, we, have a, we have a clip from it. Opposite of that. We have a clip from it. Good. Yeah. It is. We got a lot to talk about. The guest is devouring 
the cutlets that we sent him. I know chicken cutlets. Yeah, got it. He, might have, he might have yeah. it right. This guy he, is looking for a new gig. He, he, he really yeah, got fired. Throwing him down with two hands over there. What are you doing? They went for that twenty k for the appearance. He's like, <laughs> come he's on, bro. Showed up, though. What a guy, Tommy DeVito. He's a good guy. He showed up. You gotta free of charge. Well, what are you gonna do? Free of charge with Phil and Shane. Yeah. Of course, I'm gonna come on the show. Perfect. You ready to bring them out? Bring them out. Bring them out. Oh, we shit. do it the TTNL way here on a holiday season. Uh, we bring out this the Grinch that stole. No, he's more of a happy, jolly fellow. He's the pool boy. Let's Whoa. bring him out our way here. Rise and shine, Bears fans. When we hear the term brick by brick, it's just brick by brick. It means starting at the bottom and working your way up. This tape never lies. This guy personifies that. But enough with the pleasantries. I can't do this shit. Let's get to the real part of this intro for this former Hooser turned baller maker. Oh, my own. The former Arlington Heights pool boy. Are you fucking cunt? The former Mitch apologist. It's not all on Mitch. This guy wanted Josh Bellamy resigned. Shit, I fucked up. He's never been afraid to stop on the roadside for a photo op. You're a dumb fuck. He saws bricks while he's talking on the phone. They're dumber than and dumb. And he's never learned to set up his voicemail. Yo, words to Mama Hellas, y'all. Bears fans. The Chatterbaiter. TTNL fans. Oh, but you'll talk to Sandlin, though. Give it up to the guy that turned down the opportunity to join forces with TTNL back in 2020. This tape never lies, dumb fuck. He's the guy that has his mom make cookies for his work Christmas parties. You're all a bunch of haters. He takes pictures of his wife signing the mortgage for their new home. Want a man to hug and kiss. He paid to have three crooked TVs installed at his house. Uh, do you think that he has a serious source, or do you think this is a janitor at Hallis Hall? He's a bricklayer by day. Dearly beloved. Taco Bell connoisseur during lunch. It's your thunder buddy, Greg, again. But a superstar and the face of CHGO. Just win, baby. He's Jenny Bragg's husband. Stand Wants a man to it. hug and kiss. Addie's dad. <laughs> He's Shane's son. Come on, Shane. He's Phil's creation. No funny business tonight. He's as serious as cancer. <laughs> Look. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the guy from Indiana. Phil! I'm doing it! I hate you! He's Greg. Bragg. There he is. <laughs> yes. Dude, Cheers. You, you gotta finish it or it don't count. <laughs> oh that was a giant jug, man. Let's get it started. Right? That was like, a four. If you're coming to you better be getting loud. <laughs> that was an intro, Cheers. boys. Drunk Santa is back. Drunk the only, Santa. The only thing left out of that amazing intro was drunk Santa. I yes, did put it in there. Santa. We don't have access. It wasn't that. Yeah. Was that here or there? <laughs> it was copyrighted, I guess. Yeah. Deleted. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 
That's yep. bad, man. I told I told Cherie that Not Angela. Angela's coming on Sorry, tonight, man. and she's like, "Well, I'm going Christmas shopping." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, how's your little shit kid, huh, Shane? Oh, he's, he's, he's he's cancer free. Oh, God, thanks for asking. Oh, damn time. Just getting right into it. Took him long enough. Well, the Dang. best part about it is Greg and I were on the phone earlier today, and we literally talked about Josh Bellamy. And yeah, did you? And you forgot it was in the intro, and we did. I totally well, forgot about it. Forgot. Hey, we all make like he was going to make me a soup. He was gonna make me a superstar. Nope. And I said, Yeah, until he went to federal prison. He didn't go. He didn't. He, didn't he just had to pay a hefty fine. He's living good in Florida. He He's ratted people out. He ratted some people. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah. we have Greg Braggs of CHGO Sports. Yes, tonight. Making moves, bro. Uh Greg Greg Braggs, obviously, friend. Uh Foe from fellow some beaten down Bears fan. Fellow, exactly. He's not I drinking remember, because he's partying. He's drinking to suppress his feelings about picking. I'm drinking one. because our, our guys at CHGO tried to. But I, I mean, I'm surprised you haven't even start started this out today with Hogue and Carm busting a fucking cheese head out on the show. Oh, we don't want. Yeah, well, it was. I yeah, I stood. I I held the line as best I could. Do we? We have. I think we do have Greg's live reaction to the cheesehead coming out, though. It's right here. Yeah. Oh, that is just. A lot of jiggling. <laughs> that just that went on way too long. Claudio, don't fucking laugh. Phil's, Phil's least that. favorite clip. Oh, man. I was I coming home from Riley's to game it. tonight, and I said, I got to load up some clips. Phil's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, it's your least favorite. He's like, oh, I fucking hate that one. I'm like, yeah. oh, I get embarrassed for you, Greg. <laughs> oh, that man. clip. People oh, love that yeah. clip, though. Under I, no like, I, like I said today with the whole Packers angle with them trying to drive me crazy because we need the Packers to beat the Panthers was the whole semblance of the bit. And I said, I, I've been embarrassed by a lot of things that Mark Carmen has said on our show, but I've never been more embarrassed than today. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy I can join you guys to kind of even out the meatballery because uh, those guys – they they were they were testing testing my patience today. Under no circumstance can you ever, 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 ever break out a cheesehead or Packers gear. Never. I'm yeah. I'm rooting for the Packers to win. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But I am never wearing damn Packers any at all. Hundred dollars super chat right out the gates coming at Damn. me. Yeah, welcome to the real super chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? With I was, uh, watching, our... I was watching your boys the other night. Like, wait, we got two super chats. All right, dollar two. Let's get to it. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thinks our guy Duke, who's a hefty supporter, is is a mark, but he's a real person. We don't know who he is. So, so hey, Greg, eighty-four. Go ahead. Why did CHGO suggest Bears fans need to root for Jordan Love and the Packers? As a Bears fan, it's embarrassing. Supporting our rivals for a draft pick, there had to be a better angle. Feels like a low 
for Bears loyalty. Be better. Your thoughts? Well, well, did you not know what FTP meant? It's fuck the pack. Oh yeah, I know, but we um, have a. Well, well let me ask you this: Andy. we have an FGB here. It's fuck Green Bay F or fuck Greg Brack. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which one. Yeah, Larson. Larison doesn't. Larison uses the the other. Larison just followed me on TikTok, and I'm like, old man, stay off of TikTok. We don't. No, I don't he, I mean, bought, he just bought TikTok. He, he just bought TikTok. I'd be worried what Larison's yeah. algorithm looks like on TikTok. Um, Larison now, is here, now the owner of TikTok. Yes, dude, this question about why the title here? of the show today. You know, I guess I would just ask it to Shane. Who are you rooting for this Sunday? The Panthers oh, or the Packers? <laughs> Listen, I want the number one pick in the draft. Uh, yes, 100%. Right. So, I mean, I don't think it's selling your soul. I have a line that we draw. I, want I, I try to explain I want to Hogan. The Bears to win, and I yeah. want the number one like, pick in the draft. Wanting them to win and actually putting on a cheese that is too Right. Different. There's a line, exactly. obviously. There's a line. And – to me, it's like, okay, we're we're not even rooting for the Packers to win. We're just rooting for the Panthers to lose, which means the Packers got to win that game. We understand this, but I don't think it's selling your soul. I, I don't play this I'm more loyal than you game in Bears fandom. We all live and breathe this team. That's why we spend so much time talking about them. Um, Yeah, I'm rooting for the Packers to win this week because we need that number one pick for however you want that pick to be, which I know is – constantly argued about it's the same thing as last year in December when the bears played the Packers, a lot of meatball fans. I know I'm wearing the meatball shirt, but you know, a lot of fans were sitting there saying, uh, no, I want to beat the Packers no matter what. I understand that sentiment. I'm not trying to say you're wrong as a fan. If that's how you feel, go for it. But me personally, I wanted the bears to win that. I wanted the bears to lose that game last year because I thought let them win the battle I want the bears to win the war and the same thing can be said for this year. You you can take your little small victories and root for the Packers to uh, lose this week. That's small minded thinking. I want to win the fucking war and beat the Packers and not let them, you know, have this, you know, you know, if they were to, if they were to let the Panthers win Packers fans would mostly be happy. Why? Cause they know it's going to screw us. Yeah. So I'm I'm playing 40 chess. You guys can play checkers. No, it's honestly, and I have to double down on this. It's it's reality. Like there's some people that go into the playoffs. I know that's an odd term for Bears fans since we haven't been there since 2018. But you don't root for anybody in the north to win in the playoffs. That's common law. Like it doesn't promote the division or anything. It doesn't make any. This isn't the SEC or the Big Ten. This is the NFL. No one gives a fuck how your division is. All it is is winning. So, yeah, you root against the division in the playoff. But if it's going to serve a purpose that is great for this organization, whether you believe it or not, having the first overall pick, then – you are cheering for the Packers, as I will be, hoping they beat and should beat the Carolina Panthers. How the Falcons lost to them is ridiculous. So, of course, I'm cheering for the Packers because I have a plan to fix the Bears. And it involves having that first overall pick that we got to keep away from New England. 
who's had a dynasty. Think about that. Well, I look I look at it like this. Last year, when we wanted the number one pick, the last week of the season, Phil was having heart palpitations, having oh, yeah. to, can't do it. It Phil, would you would you trade that right now? You know what I mean? No DJ Moore, that no. situation. Exactly. No. no. So well, it and doesn't, and it even doesn't and now with conversations I've had with Phil while we while we put him up against the fire, like last year, me and Shane, we'd have phone conversations with you, Phil, and you were like, no, I want I the Bears to win. Losing. I right. Don't, and, I, and you, you think it's a disease. Losing Phil doesn't is a believe disease. in losing, so he became a Bears fan. But, but <laughs> Phil was on the phone with me last this in this last week, last few days. And saying that even before last week's game, that he just wants the Bears to lose because he wants Matt Eberflus gone. So there is an epiphany moment. I was proud of Phil in this moment because there, to me, there is time you know where what? you have to go against the grain of everything that you embody and everything that defines you as a Bears fan for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify that. I have no, I've never felt this in my fandom except for Nagy. So it feels like Groundhog Day. I've, I feel no want for this coach. And I just feel like it's a dead end. And when you see this contingency of fans falling for the phoniness of this coach and this organization and this organization afraid to fire the guy during the season. I don't want there to be any doubt. And sure enough, Cleveland again, what is it? Three historic losses in one season. Well, and that's the thing, but I just don't, you had another one. You had one last year also. A historic loss. So it's actually yes, that's a yeah. fourth one. And nobody ever talks year. about that. No one right. there's four historic and franchise losses. He is the worst, he has the worst record of any coach in two years that has carried the job. And there were people out there, and I was just at the point of like, I can't even root for this fucking team. It's so disgusting. And I love the talent on the team. Like, I believe, as Shane said, Ryan Poles has done a good job when you look at There's plenty to win with. And when you – There's talent here. There's yeah. talent there. There's no identity. This coach is responsible for both sides. Like, that people get this, well, he can be the defensive coordinator. We get a new – that doesn't happen. It just won't. So – Well, I was he, surprised to hear – Eberflus today, I'm sure you guys both yeah. listen to the presser, and I was surprised to hear Eberflus admit that some of these sh- short yardage offensive situations are something that he and Getzy decide together and was taking some of the blame there. I appreciated the honesty because I'm with you, Phil. He should be coach. he should be accountable for those yeah. <laughs> those situational football on both sides of the ball and to absolve blame for the head coach just because he's not an offensive coach. I don't co-sign on. Well, he put himself right in the firing line of that. So I appreciated that. And it is still a mark against him. But the one thing that it did make me worry about was, man, he sure is getting comfortable. And it seemed to me with some of the things he talked about with that, 
and talking about his evaluation of Getze when the season is over. Sounds like a coach that thinks he's coming back next year. Mm-hmm. I, and that's where I can't be. Yeah. That's why I can't, I can't root for this guy. I can't. But let's go down this road, Phil. And I kind of talked to you about this, and Greg, maybe I talked to you about it too. But let's say, what is the this? Sorry, just star this and come back to it. Oh yeah, go let's ahead. let's just take two different avenues here. And what's what would be the best of the you know the bad scenarios? Having Flus, Fields. Getsy back, having Flus, Getsy gone, Justin gone, a new OC, and if you have the number one pick, Caleb Williams, or Flus, Getsy, and Caleb Williams, what would you be the most comfortable with? You're asking me or Greg? Uh, anybody, anybody. Uh, yeah. You have I got. To I got what about wait, got, what about the option of no Getzy, Flus, no Getzy, and Fields stay? Did you make that as an option? No, I didn't because I don't think that that's. You don't think that? I don't think that that's. I don't. And then the other option you didn't add was no Flus, no Getzy, no Fields. You didn't have that as an option either. Yeah. No, I'm saying the the word to me that's the best situation. Right. If I am you're going to clear the deck. Right. So the second best situation is. Eberflus, no Getzy, Caleb Williams. Right. So, Phil, are you more comfortable with, with Flus, a new OC, and Williams, or Flus, Getzy, and Caleb Williams? Well, this is where people clip you and then say this is well, what let you said. Clip. Let them clip. This is what I'm saying. I'm for a clean house. Right. But, for the record, but, I want Eberflus gone, Getzy gone. Justin Fields traded. I want the first overall pick in Caleb Williams. That's where I am. You draft Caleb. You can't pass on this type of talent at quarterback. Well, I was just on with um, Adam Rank and Carmi V, and he said, Adam Rank, so you're going to have to talk to your boy. He says hi, by the way. Gave you a nice few shout-outs on the show. And he said that he's heard that Eberflus is safe and he's also heard of an OC that doesn't have head coaching experience so that, that being rumored as I agree. Right. Cause that was where, when he, before he said that, that's where I thought he was going with it, but he said, didn't have head coaching experience. That's already being considered to take over as the offensive coordinator. When the season's over, my thought immediately went to Greg Roman. And that's only because I've been wanting the bears to hire Greg Roman for three years now. But under that, wouldn't you think that Justin is back? Not necessarily. Oh, if they bring in Greg Roman, I think Justin Fields is that would totally lend itself. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair because he matches. Did I just kick Greg right square in the balls live on air. Him in the ball. Ruin his. And I'm gonna yell at Adam Rank when he comes on in a couple weeks because he's coming on in a couple weeks too. But the reality is, give me these choices again. So I would choose Getsy gone, Caleb Williams, out of those yeah, two. So you'd right. choose, yeah, no Getsy, Flus, and Williams. I would choose Flus and Caleb Williams over with a new OC. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Even though that's like you're giving me the shittiest options on the menu here. Yeah. And so just to address Jeff here, nobody here said that Justin Fields is terrible and can't play football. And it's a hyperbole game. Yeah. Like, it, I, it, I'm going to discredit yeah, your Jeff, opinion or your oh, preference by using. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying Jeff's not. I'm just saying we're not. Nobody up here. It's the situation. We, Phil and I, take what we do very serious. I know Greg does too. And it's you're okay. at the point where nobody you have finances are a, a massive part of this, even though nobody wants to ever bring that into the frame. Bring it up now. But I listened to a it's almost like 30 seconds of a podcast today, and they're like, he Justin's on his rookie contract for the next two years. No, he's not. He's not. That's not true. You have him. For 20, you have to make your decision on the, the fifth year option, May 4th, this, 2024, this right after May, the draft. Right after, right the, after draft. the draft. Exactly. And yes, it's not 50 million, but you're guarantee, guaranteeing him around 25 million for 2025. And That's if you right. want to bring him back and pay him, and people cool. are saying you're not going to have to pay him, Justin Fields is not going to take less than Daniel Jones got. Hell Everybody no. here fucking knows that. If you think that, you don't even you have no idea who his agent is. David Mulata would never in a million fucking years. There's going to be teams lined up to trade for Justin. There's going to be. And that's where you gotta go with it. I mean, listen. I under that under that circ under that situation, though, Phil, and it's critical. Cars and I talked about this on cars. Money speed. situation you're talking about. When just if you decide to move forward, you want to build and bring in ammunition around Justin, and you're so you you've made the decision. You're paying Justin when Justin's big money kicks in in 2026. At that point, you're you're going to have an extension, most likely with Jalen Johnson in the fold. Like more and more people are, like cap has said openly multiple times and, and other people that they're expecting a deal a hundred percent to get done with Jalen Johnson. So you'd be looking at an extension with him and then you're going to have to make a decision what you want to do with Tevin. But if you move to 2026, you have DJ Moore do you have TJ Edwards do Kyler Gordon do Jaquan Brisker do extensions when Justin's big money is going to kick in. Right. And that is a big, 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 if not the number one reason that this is what they're talking about. If they, I'm not moving off Justin. If they don't have, if they don't have a shot at Caleb Williams, that's me. Phil probably feels a different way. I don't know how Greg feels, but that, that's, that's me. But I, if, if you have a shot at Caleb Williams, you take Caleb Williams, you trade Justin Fields to the highest bidder. I, I the thing I keep asking Bears fans because it's just this such a charged discussion and debate and argument, and it turns very toxic. And there's just fans just going at each other's throats. And you guys deal with it every day in your chat. We do as well. It's almost like the people in the chat aren't even listening to the show. They're just literally arguing with each other about this very topic. And the thing that I always just come to with every fan is 
And I'll ask you guys this. Do you trust Ryan Poles at this point? For what he's done so far with the Bears, do you trust him? I I don't trust him completely, no. But I, I also think that he's – I think that he's had some major whiffs, obviously, with Chase Claypool as a, as a big one. I think he made a big error in the head coach. And I don't know if there's politics going on behind the scenes – with all of that, if it's a uh, you, you know Trace Armstrong being involved, and this is my guy, and you're my guy, all of that bullshit. But I, I think we could definitely do a lot worse than Ryan Poles. I think that there's enough talent on this team in two full seasons with Ryan Poles that you can win. And look how many games that they were close. Where realistically, let's just remove. The historic losses. So then you're what eight and six right now? Correct. Pushing for the fucking playoffs. Yep. That to me is where it comes down to coaching malpractice. Yep. Without it's, a doubt. There is talent here when he's had two years. Yeah. And nobody, I give Poles more credit for the defensive turnaround than I do Eberflus. Montez Sweat. Yeah. And you think about the logistics of that after the Claypool trade. That's what make the, the pressure to consummate that trade after, I mean, that blowing up in your face completely with Chase Claypool, right. that, that much more pressure, that, that is a big, that is a big deal. And you know that you're over the barrel to where Mike Lombardi had a point, you know, you're over the barrel because you gave up a second round pick to pay this guy a hundred million dollars. The agent knows that Montez Sweat knows that. You know you're going to have to open up the coffers. Yep. And he got the deal done in two days. Right. And there's the, enough talent here right now that it's not out of – guys, even with the historic losses, we could be playing for the playoffs if they wouldn't have blown that game last week. Historic. Te- technically, yeah. they still could be playing for the playoffs. They have an 8% right. chance uh, wow. to, to get to the final week of the season if they win out. Uh, I'm you know, half – a half – I'm 50% in trust with polls. I think he's the less you, you guys are way lower evil. than me. I, I'm I am fully on board with what Ryan Poles is doing. I, I love the way he well, operates. I'm I higher than 50%, he, but I'm I'm, I'm not, at 50. I'm not the, blind the, the faith whatever error, he's gonna do because the coaching error is huge. The trade for Claypool. If he goes out and regard. says Drake May his guy is his guy, <laughs> I'm gonna have a fucking problem with it. Big one. <laughs> Yeah. Big yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And I want to address something. I, I can't stand this. I It infuriates me as a coach, as a player, to say that somebody is going to go and do the same thing as Justin Fields does because of this is the dumbest take you can have. What Each game in and above itself now say you play fantasy football which a lot of this talk comes from and or say you play madden have you ever played anybody in madden and had the same outcome every time this is football so when you're looking and assessing player it's like those people that say you can't draft uh quarterbacks from alabama they never went you can't that's if you scout and do things like that you're completely a loser when it comes to any kind of analysis 
So when I look at Caleb Williams two years ago, when he's at Oklahoma, I thought this kid is a superstar. Then he goes and wins the Heisman and shows every freaking checks every box that Bill Parcells has ever listed or Bill Walsh in regards to leadership, athleticism, ball accuracy, anticipation throw. Then this year, he doesn't win the Heisman. He's on a shittier, he has a shit defense and a sh- no, maybe one NFL p- prospect, Jerry Rice's kid at receiver. And he's going out there and threw three picks against Notre Dame, and people are writing him off. He had five picks on the year with that shitty team. And he threw for 3,600 yards. And let me just break it down for you. Every quarterback's going to have turnovers. Every quarterback can fumble. You can improve that. You cannot teach the throwing mechanics that this dude possesses it's otherworldly so no matter who's going to tell you what i saw this with patrick mahomes and we talked about it way back then i was deshaun watson 100 and there patrick mahomes was my number two and it was a boomer bust with patrick mahomes everybody said it i said Don't on trick. air he's either going to put up playstation numbers or he'll be out of the league in three years that's what mm-hmm. i said about patrick mahomes live on air He got into the right organization. They embraced his talent. They built an offense with talent around that because he had the throwing mechanics and traits. He has the anticipation ability beyond. And the only guy, I hate to say this, is Aaron Rodgers. He fucking has the ability to throw a fucking ball from any angle, anticipate it, and put it in there accurately. So when I look at Caleb Williams, those are the things I say. Now the painted nails, crying to his well, mom. Ray, You're going to find any kind this, of shit to go against. Uh, just, There's no, you can't this, do it. Guys, this, please stop putting this. It's bullshit. Yeah. This is made up bullshit. Caleb's father never came out and said, Chicago can go fuck themselves. He never, the only team he brought up was Arizona. People are making so much ownership and proven that that was bullshit. Oh, by the way, it's not even legal, but let's keep on talking about it. This shit here is not true. He never said that. No, but people are so deep into the thickets with this shit with Justin versus Caleb. If you're just, if you're Justin Fields fan and want him here, it resorts to the, the, the painting of the fingernails. He's a pussy because he cried in his mother's arms. He's, he's a diva. All he does is fumbles. I mean, does just, I will trade a tear for a quick release on time every day. You know who I mean, cried? If, Dan if, Marino if, cried. If the Bears had cried. if the Bears had Mike Glennon at quarterback right now, Bears fans would be defending Caleb Williams at every turn. Exactly. I'll call your bluff all day. I know the game. Exactly. I know the little tricks we're playing when we're trying to create narratives to justify 
our prediction or preference on what we want to do. We had a guy come on and say that that he's Ryan Leaf. <laughs> Talking about Caleb Williams, I'm like, what the fuck? Where? Where? What is? Where does that come from? I it's will just, tell you this, Jane. Mahomes tape versus Caleb Williams tape. Caleb Williams. I mean, it's like I'm trying to think of like a great analogy of the unbelievable and look at where Patrick Mahomes has got Caleb Williams is outstanding. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, obviously everybody's, I'd love for him to be Mahomes. Everybody would be. And you see some of those, you know, those off script throws that are very similar to his. I've heard people compare him to Kyler Murray. They both come from the same system and the same coach with Lincoln Riley. I see some comparisons there. Caleb's obviously a little bigger than Kyler Murray. Kyler's had success in the NFL individually, but not as a team, uh, which is an interesting aspect going into this Arizona game because they were a team that moved off of Josh Rosen after one year to take Kyler Murray. So they were a team that cut bait, knew they didn't have their guy, took a quarterback. But (laughs) to give the other side fuel that don't want Caleb Williams here, it didn't result in Arizona becoming a good team. They've been just as much of a losing franchise as the bears the last few years, but at the end of the day, they didn't stop trying. I do like your Aaron Rodgers comp to an extent because I've got a, I've got a video I've watched probably a hundred times of, of Caleb Williams making a throw against Stanford where he does like a, you know, eight step drop and bombs it from the 15 yard line all the way to the other 20 yard line on it to quote exactly Dr. Bill, on a fucking dime and hits this dude in stride for the touchdown like it like that's the kind of arm strength that gets scouts excited it's, even, it's the strength unquote blown away like ryan Pohl said he needs to be if he's gonna draft one of these guys it, thank you for bringing that up blown away is what you look at like I already have, and thank you, Chris Harold, at least 15 of his games. I mean, it's a highlight reel on a seven-yard out where he's just like, I broke down. I talked to you about this, Greg, for two hours. I broke down Detroit where people really thought Justin played great and showed, no, there's some serious issues here. Whether the Bears have destroyed him, and that's your argument, which completely I agree with. It's fair. Or not. It's fair. Doesn't take away what he is now and right. where we are, right? You can't turn the so clocks back. You can't turn it back. It ain't going to turn around. He's six foot four athletic freak. And with an offense embracing his talents, I think you could win with him, no doubt. And that's where a change of scenery and these things that people you hear all the time was going to help him. But just watching him turn into a five foot 11 quarterback, squatting down the ball at his hip, winding up, trying to make a play, trying to scramble when it doesn't need to scramble. All these things are on the table. I'm not making this shit up. I try. I want to say, look at this throw. Look at this play. Look at how he read the two safeties and ran. And checked it down immediately. He's not doing any of that. So that's why you're forcing screen, screen to take away from him having to see it and process it and find it. He's a, 
I got to see it open. I got to boot him out, give him two, three levels, and he's got to see. You can't win with that consistently if that's where you are going with your offense. Right. It's just what, ridiculous. What, and, and you know how the echo chamber works, guys. Harmony is 100% raw. I mean, if she's hearing league, Scott, the, there's no, they are not fucking close. Caleb Williams I like and Drake, May, but, but they I are like not close. Daniels though. more than May. And K- Caleb, again, but do you have early. you agree that Caleb Williams and Drake Caleb May are Williams not is close. a generational fucking t- I know we people don't want to hear that. I'll say it differently then. Caleb Williams is the cleanest quarterback. I said this last year before this season. He's the cleanest quarterback. I would have traded. I would have traded Justin last year. I said it during the draft coverage. You put it on me. If he was out, you take him. I say, take Caleb Williams. He's the cleanest I've seen in 15 years. Guess who else has said that? Rick Spielman. Guess who else has said it? My father. Randy Mueller just said it. Randy, Randy Mueller, Mueller said just it. said it uh, what, yesterday or two days ago on Hogan Johns. And he... There, you don't get a shot at this shit. You don't. How many teams have had the, the number Jets one Jets like pick to have Dan Marino or Ken O'Brien? Well, and that's the thing. Like people, are like, well, every year there's. I'm starting to hear this. Every year uh, they say there's a generational talent. Not the year Kenny Pickett came out. Kenny Pickett right. was drafted 18. Why wasn't any quarterback taken well, in the top and, five and that year? Because they didn't have a quarterback to overhype because it didn't show up on tape. It, this exactly. guy would have been drafted number one last year if he had came out without and a so, doubt. So the Bears, is, right? So this is that when you talk about Cam Newton or Andrew Luck or you know uh, Trevor Lawrence, like this is the kind of echelon this dude is in. Does it guarantee greatness? No. Baldy was on with us today and said, "Well, he's going to have to have a coach that matches him up." I think we in Chicago understand that better than probably any. Uh, fan based in the NFL. Of course, that goes hand in hand with the future success of Caleb Williams if he were to be here. But at the end of the day, to your guys' point, it's just an opportunity they won't be able to pass up. And it doesn't matter what you think could have been for Justin or what you think might be going forward. It's just one of those things that's going to be. And I'm not comparing the two players between Mitch and Justin but we did this already. We've been through this. Everybody sat here and said, when Mitch is gone, he's going to San Francisco, he's going to New England, and he's going to win Super Bowls. And then everybody, I I remember Mike North coming out and saying, of course Pittsburgh would go after him. That's a stable organization there. And guess who Mitch is? Mitch is still Mitch. There might be a couple of high, and Justin's going to go someplace. And he's going to make amazing plays. And when it comes down to the little nuance where there's an issue in his game, when it's what Phil just told you, see it, rip it consistently, we're going to be saying the same thing in year six, in year seven, in year eight, if he could just rip it more consistently. And that's the thing. I mean, and people are talking themselves into nonsense. I had somebody, uh, who was it today? Oh, I was going back and forth with Johnny Centino, our guy, Phil, and talking about coaching. And, you know, he was able to point out flaws with Justin, but there's, and I'm not saying Johnny said this, but 
there's so many people that come out and say, oh, you know, Caleb's holding the ball too long, just like Justin is. But there's a difference. Justin's holding the ball too long because that's what Justin does. Caleb is doing it because he doesn't have people around him that are even going. What are the, what's the highest pick? Going to be like a fourth or a fifth round pick from Probably, USC. Yeah. Yeah. And you also see him throwing in structure and making in plays. And the lightning quick release, if you don't think just the release is going to make a massive difference, it's going to. We've always going talked to. about, listen, it's a passing league. You have to have that release. Uh, and it's important. And you have to be able to see it. It's a, we can't. These things aren't cliche. They're truth. The NFL's faster. The NFL's a hell of a lot faster. What's the yep. difference? Oh, it's a hell of a lot faster. What is open in the NFL? A half yard. Right. Justin Fields has missed guys that are open four yards. Yeah. That's a problem. Thank and you, people, Frank, so much. Thank you, Frank. With the first pick of the first round, Frank says for the podcast, the Chicago Bears select USC quarterback well, Caleb Williams. Welcome to Chicago. Let's fucking go. A hundred dollars. Well, and that's and that's where Thank like you, Frank. when you Phil, you said earlier, well, this is where people are gonna clip this and use it again. Like this whole conversation we're having right now. When they announced Justin Fields and the guy walked up to the podium and said, with the first pick, my, my Chicago God. Bears select. Right. It still puts chills down my spine because that's we how much all... we all wanted that moment. Yeah, and we, we cheered it. Right. And I like this is where you try like it becomes tribalism. Draw your line in the sand. What we're talking about right now means we don't like Justin Fields or don't root for Justin Fields. And that couldn't be more further from the truth. And if, again, do you trust Ryan Poles? Yes, I do. And if he chooses to keep Justin Fields, I'm going to ride with what Ryan Poles decides. If they want to trade back for three first-round picks and Max Crosby, I'm going to ride with what he decides. But at the end of the day, you're asking my prediction. You're asking what my preference would be. This all is contingent on them getting the number one pick, which also still isn't a guarantee. So everything we're talking about here is hypothetical and it's nothing is locked in yet, but this is all we really have right now. We don't have a team that has playoff aspirations. We're trying to figure out what they'll do with the coach and the quarterback. So these are the conversations being had. And if you're so sensitive that you can't have it talked against the idea of Justin not being here next year, then you don't really believe in him anyway. If right. you got to go on a crusade every day on Bears Twitter to prove everyone wrong, then I, then you don't actually believe in him because you're trying so hard to convince people, you're almost just trying to convince yourself. Right. I and agree. This, and this the- is what we're fighting right here. Bears wide receivers are not open. Well, original one, you have not watched – a single second of all 22 tape. If that is your analysis, you're a hundred percent lying to try to prove your point, which is wrong. I'm not we're smart. Not, we're not here to make shit up. It's not what are there plays up. that receivers aren't open? Of sure. course. Welcome to the NFL. But to say they aren't. Are not open as a just a lie. Oh, 
is a complete, utter fallacy. The other, thing, the other thing with it the is. Caleb Williams thing, and me and Shane have talked about it, I've talked about it with Hogan a few guys. Hold this on. whole Gary Franklin, $200. Oh, Hell yeah, Gary. Merry Christmas, TTNL. Thank you, Gary. They're down. Thank you so much, man. I love Carrie Franklin. Man. The other aspect of where this all unravels when it comes to talking about like trying to denigrate what Caleb Williams is capable of. Again, it's an echo chamber when it comes to narratives. You guys know that better than anybody. Grumpy. And we'll just stop. Just stop, please. Please. <laughs> please. Come on, man. I know you love I know you love him. Dude. Well, you think this is bad? The, the fields people will never give it up. I mean, never if he goes anywhere else, they'll never give what it happened up. To it, him it'll be worse. What happened to him in the Buffalo offense? Why didn't yeah. they keep him grumpy? Yeah, so I mean, but I, the, the thing I, I, liked, I loved Mac Jones too. <laughs> Mac Jones and Justin Fields stories haven't been they're not over. That's the funny thing with the this thing. They can always see where they're going i'm sorry greg it no just, you're fine it bothers me because when you go to a situation i'm here telling you i'm telling who did i like number one in that draft shane in what year now in the mac jones, mac jones justin draft. fields draft who did i want oh, number Tre one trevor lawrence okay trevor lawrence yeah. that was number one one a one a is Trevor Lawrence. Still, that's just people trying to say, oh, I'm just yeah, saying. yeah, and it, it, okay, it's never, it's never going to change. Like I said, did you, I ever say challenge, Mac challenge Jones was person. a generational talent and no. a must? No, no trade up for Mac Jones. Nope. Well, I mean, I the, the, rank the, them the best franchise work. in our lifetimes decided to draft Mac Jones too, uh, by the way, you know, so exactly. <laughs> Guess so. what? Mac Jones went in the first round. I can't play the game for them, and I can't coach them. As if you watched last week, as Matt Waldman made the great point, I didn't say anything about it, but they didn't do Mac Jones a lot of service there. If you want to say that here in Chicago, let's talk about a defensive coordinator being the offensive coordinator. I, we could go down that whole thing. But to, the to reality go. is Caleb Williams is a completely different animal. Right. Completely different animal. Right. He's on the Trevor Lawrence echelon. Exactly. And, 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 and so Andrew Luck right. echelon. Right. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. To go back to this narrative where it's going to unravel for fans that try to denigrate and say he's not good enough. Wait till the people that break down the tape hardcore like you guys do. You know, like these quarterback tape breakdown guys do and, and where it becomes like everyone just starts repeating what the next person says when Dane Brugler says it and then everyone starts saying it. That's that a, that's a shot, by the way, that Greg just did. But I'm not oh, going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. I hate when people do that. Because Hogan, you know, Hogan John's on the athletic and Dane Brugler is part of the athletic. So I got, I said it last year. If I had to take a shot every time I heard the word Dane Brugler on our show, I'd be dead. I'd literally be dead. I'd be drinking, a, I'd be drinking this entire bottle in 15 seconds. But <laughs> it is just one of those things that snowballs. We all understand this with the quarterbacks that have been drafted Chubbs here. Step up your game. Yeah. Chubbs, some good bourbon. Chubbs is throwing $2. Deadling. Chubbs recommending some bourbon with deadling. So 
to me, going back to this point, and I'll make it quickly, is it's going to unravel when they break down the full tape of what he's done over the last three years. And specifically, and I said this to Hogue, I said this to Shane, because I've watched every fucking game of his this year, knowing there was a possibility we we're going to draft him. His incompletions, the, the throws that you don't see on the highlight reel, the throws that don't show up on the stat sheet are some of his most impressive throws. And so for fans that really haven't watched everything, they're going to find this out very quickly here this offseason when they see the full breakdown of what this guy is capable of. So I've kind of laughed at people trying to pick every nit to, to pick this kid apart because they don't want him here to replace their darling quarterback. Hey, we all wanted it to work out for Justin Fields. We all wanted to walk off into the sunset with Marvin Harrison Jr., and at the end of the day, if that's what pulls the sides, I'll ride with it. But more than likely, and I've been trying to get Bears fans to brace for this moment, if they have the number one pick, if you're a big Justin Fields fan, just brace yourselves and just learn to either let it go or move on with Justin Fields to the next team. I don't know what else to tell you. I Listen, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think I've said this since TTNL existed. It's you're a fan of the Jersey first this modern day. And I'm telling you, my guy, I don't know if he's in the chat. DG Daniels, one of our patrons, one of our super fans. He said it, this modern day fantasy football forum where fans get so attached to players and kind of miss the microcosm of the team. This has become a a uh, what do you call it pitchforks and and what do you call it pitchforks and freaking fireball or whatever Kamal top everybody's attacking everybody at the end of the day the jersey is what it stands for for the bears and Justin Fields his record his moments in critical situations all of this elicit things that need to continue to be worked on. There's no consistency there. So if you're blaming the Bears and you have an argument to be made, that's you can't go back. So you have to go forward and find a quarterback that's going to create a turnaround and never, ever throw a player on the team's words at me when it comes to analyzing their teammate, because the, what do you think they're right. going to fucking say? The, the other Justin aspect sucks. You, yeah, get rid of them. But this That's is the point right here, Phil. So look at and I'm going to. What? Javon says, watch Caleb versus Tulane. I like Caleb, but he has issues. So these are. So I, I brought it up. This is Caleb Williams versus Tulane. Okay. 37 of 52, 462 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. <laughs> Probably not a real great game for you to point out, Javon. <laughs> and especially, yes, they ended up they they lost the game in the what was it, 46, 45, two lane one. Right. But it's the same thing. It's the it's US a team sport. Exactly. Eli well, Manning. Is, but this is the point same I'll make way. though when it comes to this. And this is something I've always tried to talk to different people about that are like in tune to the game on another level. And Phil, you're one of these guys, Shane, you're one of these guys. 
if a fan wants to root in that way and they're just loyal to the player, loyal and like not every fan is going to be the GM type fan or the coach type fan or like some fans just want to turn on the game on Sunday, root for the team. They don't worry about all that other stuff and that's okay. But where I draw the line is if that's the type of fan you are, you just want to be passionate for your player. You have an emotional attachment on another level for a player because of different reasons. That's fine. You're allowed to be that type of fan, but don't, start twisting yourself into a pretzel and do mental gymnastics to make a case against other rationalization because of that feeling you have like stay in that emotional fan lane. But once you start to come out of it and start saying, well, this and, and fuck Caleb because of this and, and that that's where I start to push back. I don't have a problem with fans that don't want to be, you know, overly educated on the game or the right moves to make as a GM or the right plays to call as a coach. You just want to enjoy the game as a fan of the bears. That's fine. But it's when you start doing the mental gymnastics where you're going to get the pushback when you put your opinions out there like that. Right. And just, yes, Tulane came back. He doesn't play defense. Caleb Williams is a quarterback. What are we doing? I mean, he's a Tulane fan, bro. But this is what I'm saying. What? (laughs) So Caleb's being held accountable because USC's defense let Tulane come back. Go. (laughs) They put up 45 (laughs) points and five. He had five touchdown passes. I mean, the whole thing's Tom laughable. Tom Brady didn't start at Michigan. The whole college oh talk is laughable. Tell you shit in your hat and get the hell off the field. The whole thing's laughable because he could be a, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. One, two. If you put him on Ohio State's team when Justin oh Fields was God. there with three first round wide receivers and the offensive line they had playing in the Big Ten, like you think that uh, Ohio State didn't play cupcake teams like uh, Tulane? They did. Okay, the Big Ten ain't some juggernaut. They have some good teams, and then there's some pitiful teams. So, like, come on, like you're gonna if you're gonna operate on just basing off the college tape, you know, put well, put, a, put, put any do. of these quarterbacks I, in Ohio State situation and I, watch them tear it up. That's the thing. You have to listen. Not everybody, like you said, wants. And Matt to Walton like that. said when he was at Ohio State, even with the spectacular numbers he had, he still had questions about his ability to get the ball out Process. on time and in rhythm. And that's with all the amazing. They all had that. Every person that we I said had it on, every we person on. we said it ourselves. You can ask Adam Hogue. I remember Adam Hogue saying it. If there's one flaw, it's if we could just get that processing a tick faster and it's this, that is the, it's the same. It's the number so one issue. What? If it was an right issue now. then, and it's still an issue now, you fans that I agree a hundred percent, like fan the way you're going to just don't attack people that are different than you. I don't go out there and search for people saying Justin's great and he's undefeated and this, that, and the other, whatever they're going to say, even come and down attacking to, to you. This is the it's thing. Ridiculous. It's not even coming down to – at the end of the day, it's not even coming down to talent when you think about it. It's – you have Caleb William, who's very, very talented, but it's 
we have to pay Justin. Well, that's the that's the straw that broke it, it breaks is. the camel's back, as they say. And I agree with you that that's the argument. Mic drop. Uh, Bill Wagner, twenty five dollars tonight on the special Christmas episode with Greg Braggs of CHGO with us joining us. He's always been family. He's got his maker's mark. I remember going crown. into the stadium. Crown, yeah, crown. crown. I'm sorry. Crown. Makers. Going into the stadium. It was actually Jack Daniels, right? Yeah. That day. I got Jack. Me right and you. Yeah, Greg just starts chugging it because he's like, dude, the security guy is not up Jack bottle. He starts <laughs> jacking it down. And we leave it behind a what do we leave it like behind a garbage can for later? Yeah, yeah. I left it in one of the trees, one the of the tree. pine trees. Yeah, the tree. We, we tried to hide it with leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting serious. Charles Dickens Christmas Carol vibes from tonight's panel. Rags is the ghost of Christmas past in his Dicta shirt and happy hat. DDP is the Xmas present, and Shane is Christmas future present. I'm the present. I got you. And Shane is Christmas I'm future. I'm the past. You're the present. Happy holidays, everybody. That makes That's Claudio the barber, right? That's it. Yep. The barber. They all needed barbers, right? Yes, they did. Or they so, wore a wig. So this is an interesting question here. I wanted to bring this up. Since obviously we're talking hypothetical, we have the number one pick. But right. let's say we don't get the number one pick. So and we have the number two pick. Just if you listen. have the number two pick, I'm selling to whoever wants Drake. Man. Um, we have the number two pick. So you're not, okay, wait, so you're not Marvin Harris Jr. You're not going Marvin If we Harris. have the number two pick, yeah. I'm going to okay. take this bottle and I'm going to drive my car into Lake Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> that does not help the Bears. It's, uh, you can't do that in Indiana. Video no That's all good content, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my final video. Oh, can we live stream that? Yes. Be my final video. That would be amazing. Okay, so Shrags in the stands will find. Carrie Franklin jumps. Shrags in the Shrags in the lake. Shrags in the lake. Can you jump in the cold lake? Would you do it? <laughs> do that. Well, they do that every year. The polar plunge. Yeah, I've had people try to challenge me to do that. Dude, I don't know, man. Dude, that's that a, that's, a, that's a real shock to the Come system. On. Remember, he chickened out. He backed out of the hot Cheeto chip or whatever. Yeah. We had it set up. Shane was buying it. You didn't want to do it. No. And Angelo was going to do it with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got to do that. You can do that. Can you? No, I'm not. We don't got to do that. Make <laughs> Angelo do that shit. He won't come. He wants too much money. We haven't seen him. We haven't Mark seen man. him. What if it's you versus Carm? I like I said, I, it scares me to take these kind of chips. What about if they're go? I can get I can get you the, I, I took the gummies. A, that chip, I took a quarter, like a corner of one of those chips. Fuck that! You I did? Like, I did. I yeah. My my daughter brought one home one time, and and I was like, yeah, I'll try a little. And I tried like a corner of it. No, it, it's just not worth it. If you paid me enough money to do it, maybe doing it for free. Fuck that. There was one Mexican dude that did it on YouTube, and it he it didn't even fucking phase him. He just fuck he mowed right through it. He's like, built different. Fine. Built different. I'm like, dude, how do you do that? It had to. Ruin I can't even plumbing think in his, it. it had to ruin the plumbing in his house after that ran through him. I mean, holy shit, no way. I well, I, real quick, I just want to get so Shane, you think we trade it? Bill, what do you think we do with the number? If two? I had the number two pick, I, if it's me, I'm selling out to whoever wants okay. the quarterback. Bill, yeah. what do you think we do with the number two pick? 
Well, what would polls do or what would I do? Well, yeah, what, what do you think? I would. Phil's trying to buy himself time. No, I'm asking. Well, it is a, it is layered. Are you like, asking you me? What yeah, yeah, because you guys are saying you're saying unanimous. You're saying Phil at number one. You think we should take? Caleb I would draft Caleb Williams. Exactly. And Trey. So, so I'm there's like obviously there. a possibility. No, if you, you have, have the number two pick, pick. So so we, we I have the number two pick. Caleb goes picking one. Marvin Harrison Jr. at that point. That's wow. what I would do if I was the GM. Okay. What if somebody have the, I already have, have another. What pick if somebody coming. offered you a loot? To, to come well, up for Drake you'd have May. to tell me what the loot is. So they you got to to move down to six or seven. You got two ones and two twos. Two ones and two twos, and I'm moving to where? Down like to like you know six or five seven or six. Raiders. Six oh. or seven. And where to, where are we drafting in this scenario? Where are we drafting right now? Do you guys know? You're moving from it's two one. to You're six. You're at number one and number five right now. We have the fifth. That's what I wanted to ask. So now I so go yeah. Ahead. So let's just say you come out of the deal. If you trade down from two, you're picking fifth and you're picking six. And I get two ones and two twos to yeah. move down. You have to make that trade. Yep. It would be tough not to make. Well, that trade. the reason you the reason you'd have to take that trade is because if I would you're take- gonna because if you keep Justin Fields, which I'm fine with, but then you also draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You are you are pushing your chips a little further in on fields for the fifth year option, but you are completely doubling down by drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. Because you've now lost any kind of future draft equity because now you're just down to your own first round pick for years take, to come. If you want a wide receiver, you can you can still take neighbors right there. And, Exactly. Well, so, so, but, but what you could do is well, you could with, trade the fifth. You could trade the fifth. Well, but what you could, yes, you could because Jaden Daniels might move up just like yeah. every quarterback does every year, you know, or, or most years. I like Jaden Daniels. Right. So, so quarterbacks plan. could fall into that second pick for sure. But the other reason you do it though for the trade back is obviously you're adding a bunch of draft equity, but you're also putting yourself back into a potential derby. For future years, because just like this year, we traded with Carolina. Did any of us think that Carolina was going to be the number one pick? No, but you gave yourself a shot. So if you trade back with the Raiders or the Falcons or whoever, the Steelers, whoever you want to pick, you're now giving yourself an opportunity for that pick to be back in the top five in future years. And if Justin doesn't work out, who's somebody you've ran it back with, now you give yourself a little room for error because the Bears pick, it's just starting to look like with the way they're playing now that your pick is not going to be in the top 10 in future years. So to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm not going to not be excited if they draft a talent like that. But man, are you? It's almost kind of like when they traded for Khalil Mack. You're all in, in some ways pushing all your chips in on Justin Fields when you do a move like that. So what? So Brad. So what are your what's your move at two then? I would trade it back as much as I. It will kill me to not have Marvin Harrison Jr. on this. Here, here. Will, I will literally cry if we're yeah, sitting. He, at he's. Two. I mean, you know, I get it, like but like another, like Shane said, Jefferson, Malik neighbors. You know, that Malik neighbors has Odell Beckham Jr. comps, and as much as I love Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm sorry if somebody's going to offer a haul for for a quarterback in Drake may 
I got to move back and it will now, pay here's me. Here's the caveat where stra strategy comes in. Because if you believe the Bears are moving off Justin Fields, then you're getting a haul there and you don't have Drake May. So you, where you rank them, but you really like Jaden Daniels, then you could take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the second, Jaden Daniels with the fifth. And then you're talking about a complete makeover again there. And I'll tell you what, Daniels, I don't care what people are saying about his size, um, you know, skinny. I've seen Jake Plummer, Eli Manning, all of the uh, – Jared Goff, for God's sake. Is there a bigger skinny pussy out there than him? And Jaden is 20 times the competitor toughness that he is. So – and again, Bryce Young has held up so far in this league with his size. So he lies 218 pounds, though, Phil. Well, that when he was coming thin. out, he was very thin. He was like 199 pounds. Eli, Eli was? Manning. Yeah. That was one of the knocks that he was too thin, that he had to get stronger. Same with Tom Brady. Tom Brady coming out. Again, you could get bigger. You weighed in at the combine at 221. Eli? Yeah. I don't ever remember him being maybe he, Maybe he put on weight for the combine. Yeah. Answer this one. Ranger Bear, 499. Holy crap, fellas. You've been ran all week. Talk about emotional. You're wrong about Caleb oh. Williams. He's weak mentally. That'll never I'm... work in the NFL. Okay, let me ask Ranger Bear if you're still there. Thank you for the super chat. Put in the comments how he's weak mentally and don't come back with him crying with his mom because none of us here believe that that's, well, that's what he's weak he mentally has to be talking about. Yeah, know. but okay. So I think that that's, that's fucking the narrative is that. You know, right. So weak. go ahead. Show, crying tell me up. where he's weak, weak mentally. Yeah. I would love to hear that too. I don't see that at all. Honestly, and everybody forgets about Oklahoma, what he did there. Yeah. Well, and, that and game he cried in, wasn't that pretty much the game they lost that pretty much stopped them from, you know, yeah. having a chance at a playoff pretty much? Right. I have like, no uh, issue with him showing yeah, up like in the cold water. Right? What was the circumstances of that? Because I remember watching it, but I didn't know. Uh, no, was. that was the end of him having a chance of winning the Heisman or even oh, being in any semblance of a college football playoff. Yeah. So that, that, you know. God damn. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. What is this? What are we going to do? That. What are we going to do? Know how much, you know how much a tiny made what is just this? from that one second of him being on the fucking. Yeah, but he, did, he just that deferred, like he just deferred 99% right of it. Thousand bucks. Or Cubs couldn't afford two million a year. Now, going back to David Kaplan, this is news to me about Mike Tomlin being available for the Bears. Is this something he's talking about? You're going to have to text Cap. Yeah, I, I guess he said it this morning on the um, on the air. If he's if that's true, that's certainly let me, interesting. Let me text him right now. Are you that? Uh, text him. Yeah, he's doing. Is he doing something? Because I, I don't want to so. interrupt him like I do Greg sometimes. Yeah. Send him like, the fuck. Should we tell Greg that we both laugh about that? We're like, oh, Greg's oh. on there. Let's call him. <laughs> no, these motherfuckers. Phil <laughs> <No. laughs> will literally, literally call me right when Why? we go live. I have no My idea. thing is if you trade, 
if you traded for Mike Tomlin, I would almost why would be you willing... have to trade for him? They're gonna fire him, right? In that scenario, wait. I don't know. I gotta wait. Well, anyways, yeah. I think if Mike Tomlin was your head coach, I'd be will. I would venture to bet that Justin Fields is your quarterback. Well, you, uh, I have no idea to be perfect. He's a big Drew big Black saying he said it with Olin and Waddle last night that Mike Tomlin on the table. He Tom. said it, or he he's like, "What if?" I don't know. Ask Drew Black. Um. So Ooh. interesting. I mean, I like that these. I mean, Belichick, Tomlin, Jim Harbaugh. Like, there's potential coaches. Okay, Belichick, Tomlin, Harbaugh. Just real Flores. quick. Me, this is Ranger Bears' excuse Quinn. for him being weak mentally. I did say that. I said that's bullshit, and he shouldn't do that. That that isn't. He's that's also. Something to, that's a something you and your old kid. Well, he's twenty. He's twenty-two. Twenty. But yeah, yeah. That, he's t- you address that with the kid. I'm not. I'm not After putting him in the fucking corner and saying he's he's weak mentally because he made a dumb mistake. That's. I never said he's weak mental. I said I had a problem with that. Yeah. If I'm the GM of the team or the head coach of the team, I go to Caleb and I'm like that. That's never fucking happening again. This ever. is the game. Me and Chris Zorich. We had just kicked off that was the inaugural season of the super 16 poll show yep with chris zorich i'm sure he's watching right now right chris in the chat um that game i remember me and zorich text like zorich like who the fuck is this kid i go right there's no way they could put this motherfucking rattler back this kid is just I mean, it showed up right away, like the natural leader. Well, the first play he ran as he oh replaced God. Rattler or came in for one play, he right. ran for a 70-yard touchdown. 70, the 71. 71-yard touchdown. Yeah. Then they put Rattler back in. We actually talked about this today on the show, ironically enough. Yeah, because Hogue's starting to branch off of the – Utah, because he had scouts tell him to watch the Utah Notre Dame game where he didn't play well, but those are more NFL type defenses. So now he's starting to build out from there to the other games. And he started with game one, which is Oklahoma versus Texas, his first ever game. So we did. We talked about it. And he okay, said, there you go. 71 yard touchdown right out the gate. They just brought him in for a spot. Then they put Rattler back in. He throws another pick. So then they take him out for the rest of the game. And Caleb Williams leads. Oklahoma back, the they were back down big, you know, exactly. so all the like, way back, all the way back for the you win. You could just see the energy. I mean, bro, I have never been more. I get so fired up because I want this team to win. I want the Chicago Bay. I want this fan base. You're never going to be liked by everybody. Your fans are never going to be in unity, but. I want there to at least be 85%. And that, and that game sure. was three years ago. When they when the Bears drafted Mitch, the knock was he'd only played one year, 13 games. This guy has three years of tape that we're going to be breaking down. Like, <laughs> this is just another level, guy. he's a pussy, and, Greg. He well, cried. He cried you know if fans want to lean on that as a qu- big red flag, I'm but, not going to fight you on it. That's something they're going to have to evaluate. That's what they're leaning on because they're Justin Fields. They don't want Justin replaced. Yeah, that's- but okay, but it's still fair to to talk about because when you talk about 
Caleb Williams or Drake may coming into this situation. It's, it's a lot of pressure. You're talking about the court, sure. like the quarterback curse in Chicago has taken over the Cubs curse of 108 year world series drought. It's a, it's a heavy crown to try to wear, to be the quarterback, to follow all these busts of 25 years here in Chicago. Never mind the fact that you're replacing a beloved quarterback that fans are already like firing up their pitchforks and axes to, to kill the next quarterback in line for how dare you replace him. It's Derek Rose level. When players tried to wear Derek's number after he was gone from here and fans would rip them apart for how dare you ever try to wear Derek Rose's number. That's kind of what this is like with the pressure. So never mind the media and fan pressure that's already built in with being on the Chicago Bears. So there is a lot of pressure to play here and succeed in looking at their maturity, looking at the way they handle pressure through the media is important, but it's also about how you handle pressure in the huddle when you drop back after the snap and when you talk about Justin Fields, does he handle pressure well through the media? hundred yep. percent. Does he handle pressure? Well, when it's in his face in the, in, well, you know, when, when, when he's dropping back balls up in the air, you know, oh, that's what I'm that game, that game, that Caleb Williams was that's two different types off. of pressure. He played his heart out in that fucking game, dude. Yeah. He played football his is an out. emotional game. I've always said and, and this. So he, he obviously, you know, I don't see how him crying with his mom. You know, emotional we get, crying, emotional we get as fans. Yeah, imagine when you have asshole that throws his helmet down, starts slamming. Give me the guy that cries because I'll tell you it matters to that guy. It matters to that guy. Guy that's slamming. I I agree. I mean, the the, the media thing is an issue. I agree with Shane that that's an issue. You gotta just listen. You gotta talk to the media, whether you don't want to or not. You're the quarterback. Breaking news. The tape never lies. Network breaking news. Give our guy credit because he's still hanging on there. Trumpy bears. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. He was like the seventh alternate, but that's. I think Trump is the only guy that ordered a. a he was the head. Dwight Schrute of the Pro Bowl. He you was the <laughs> regional manager. Yeah. Oh my God. How about $2 from Grumpy? How about Dave Tobe? Dave Tobe. I would interview him. Definitely. Oh, I think you interview him. It's I, I think it's very, very interesting. And what I have heard about Dave. Tobe is where he's turned people off in the hiring process. Here's what, the quote. What his plan was on offense. Here's Cap's quote. I'm sorry, Shane. Mm-hmm. Drew Black writes, if he hit the market, someone I trust said to me, money will not be an object if Mike Tomlin hit the market. The Bears would do all they could to get him. That's well, the- if that is true. Yes. Then you look into listen. So what would what did Sean Payton get traded for? What I don't even that know deal? the compensation that was there. Was it a second round draft pick? I can't even remember what it was. Maybe somebody in the audio chat. left. He could have checked for us. Oh boy. What about Jackal? I mean, he doesn't do shit. Jackal <laughs> don't do shit, bro. Got a, we got a guy Ooh, down here. Guy, he's cutting trees down. He's he's out in the wilderness. It looks like this Tyson. They, is this Tyson Bajet? Who is it? Oh, it's Carm. 
What's, What's up, fellas? How are you? How are you? Are you cutting Christmas trees for the Braggs family? What are you doing? No, I'm, I'm walking into the United Center to go tell LeBron he ain't Mike. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, So I don't have much time. I'm going to get frisked by media personnel walking through here. But uh, Braggs wanted me to jump on. I appreciate you guys letting me buzz on in here. Tyson Bajan for life, two and two, best quarterback ever. It's true. <laughs> well, I wanted to introduce you to these guys. Eventually, you'll have to come on and and yeah. meet these guys officially. But I figured you could chop on and say hi. But we appreciate you fighting the good fight for Mike. Yeah, this is uh, well, we got a real good fight right now because the door is locked, so I might not be able to get in. Oh, there we go. There she is. Hi, how are you? I do. Let me, you know, Hollywood Carm over here. Yeah. Do yeah. what Greg does. Get your pass ask out. The, ask them if they know who Greg Braggs is. <laughs> Didn't okay. Greg use your pass to get in at training camp? Look at we're, go, we're going through United. <laughs> we're going through United Center of Security right now here. Uh, they're gone. They're gone. Uh, I I have the season pass, but. You don't know where it's at? Yeah, I know. Maybe I'll just be Brian Stones. Let me talk to this lady. If it, well, Do you know who this is? I love you guys. Have a great show. <laughs> Goodbye, See Mark Carmen. Thanks, man. Mark Carmen. Right, Carm. God bless um, you. Are you yep. ready? <laughs> there so he I'll is. figure it out. There it oh, is. Oh, now he's now back. He's back. <laughs> Carm. Oh, he's gone. Really awesome. Uh. I'm There's I'm glad I work with him because he makes me look normal. So I it's yes. it's it's much needed. If it wasn't for Carm, I'd probably get more arrows my way. But luckily, Carm takes all the arrows, so it's it's nice. Also, <laughs> Bill Bill's got it here. Before we go back oh, to Paris, it was a first and a second for Peyton. Broncos gave them back up. Yeah, I'm I would not, never give that no kind way. of deal for a coach. No, Fuck wow, either. first no. and second. I didn't know that. You could talk me into like if I had to flip them myself. I would give next them a, year uh, because the you Broncos have, 2023 yeah. first round pick was the 29th overall. Yeah. So that's a little different than I would throw. give them that first for Mike Tomlin. One of the the Bears first. One of their yes. no fucking yes. way. I can't live with this. I can't live in life watching the Chicago Bears. What if they be told you they wanted the, the number one overall pick? No, I'd give him my other first. No, I would do that do it. for Mike Tom. Hell, hell no. I know that the most important position in this whole NFL thing is the head coach. The Bears have had the choir boy crew. They've had the guys that go to church with Virginia and George. They play nice. They make microwave popcorn if they're asked. They do everything. They make sure it's not burnt. Can they you do trade players? Like would I trade a player? Could can you? I wonder. Is that even legal? No, we've asked that. Sure, before. if you can trade picks, I'm sure you can trade players. I so, do. We gotta get. If you get the, the number one pick, you trade Fields to Pittsburgh for Tomlin. And then you I would do that. Your picks. A hundred percent. Then even you be get a, you get uh, Trubisky back. You sign him to a ten year <laughs> deal. Grumpy Bears excited again. Grumpy Bear puts on his Trubisky. Pro Bulgers. Footy, footy, footy pajamas. Oh, get, uh, Carrie Franklin's super chat question. Carrie. I want to get this off. The Matt Eberflus stays shit 
is what I'm fighting no matter what. This coach got right now has is to in go. Like they totally fucking they just have I they know. had the most historic loss again. But go around the room. Greg, what is your right be, before we play uh Arizona and Atlanta? Yep. And Green Bay. What is your gut on Fluce? My gut is he's back. That's my gut feeling. Oh my so god. Not they, what I would do. They lose two of three. That only puts no, them at right now before right, right now. Right now, if you had to make me guess right now, Eberflus is back. But I do oh think these last god. Sorry, Phil. It's the truth. And now, I don't want to do we, that's not what we want. Chair. We're just saying gut feeling. Right. It's not about what we would do, it's he's about what I it's is going to happen. Up here. So now if they lose two of three, then I could see this pendulum switching. If they win two of three, it's you can't over. Go out and lose to Atlanta in in Arizona in Chicago. Well, I mean, I think the bigger aspect Arizona's is Arizona's here, correct? So let's, so let's is Atlanta. Say, um, let's say, so let's is Atlanta. Let's say they split it at four, Greg, for fuck's sake. Yeah, what is what? It's why is the fucking game, game at four o'clock? Oh, trust me, I'm fucking pissed off about it too because I have to miss our family Christmas party um, that we go to oh every year about this. God. So, you know, t- if they win two or three, the thing that's interesting to me is if they were to split these next two games, then it, I think it does come down to that Green Bay game. They well, lose to Green Bay. He's gone. But you know how the I know that's I know. wrong. But you know how the McCaskies well, operate. Well, then let's get it's into this. Stupid. But let's get into this. Then, I am this saying is... he's gone. Like they have to know. But is that your want, or is that what your no, gut? This is what my gut says. There's no way to ignore. Let me no. read these stats out real quick, Shane. There's no way to ignore the worst coach in Chicago Bear history, right? There's no way to, to ignore a three games with a win probability of 98.1% and lose all three of them. Uh, all three, all three of those games. Uh, no team since 2015 with three plus sacks, three interception, right. and a pick six, mind you, had ever lost until the Chicago Bears. I've never watched a team since circa Matt Nagy be so undisciplined on the offensive line, not know their assignments, not have a fucking clue or identity in year three or year two like the Chicago Bears. You're a utterless ship in regards to coaching. To keep this guy is a fucking joke. It's a joke. He is the worst, the woke, the worst of all time. And I think every fan should stand in unison and saying there's no fucking way. Just when you're starting to hear that wave, of, maybe they can make the playoffs. This defense is playing better. Hold on. Let me get my Mark Wahlberg voice on. Yeah, and then you give up maybe 212 they can make passing yards to Joe Flacco in the fourth quarter. It's such bullshit, man. We should be in a playoff hunt right now. And the coach prevented you from that. And at least he admitted it on the third and 15 in the failure no of that play call to have Justin Jones one-on-one with uh, uh, the tight end. I mean, that that's unforgivable. Oh, yeah. He admitted it. 
And if you listen to the players in the locker room afterwards, they were pissed off about that play call. Pissed off. Mm -hmm. So what you got to hope, Phil, is that we have two more games just like that, where they that he makes calls so fucking stupid that the players are so mad that that trickles back to the front office and polls and Kevin Warren and swings the pendulum back the other way because the progress they're making on defense is undeniable. They have the second most interceptions in the NFL and they've gotten most of those off the back of Montez sweats arrival with his six and a half sacks with the bears. So let's talk about this. The Browns played one starter on offensive line. Great. The Shane and cars, myself, and I believe Ryan Cox, other people have brought up this point. We brought it up to uh, Hoodie, who poo-pooed it earlier. But if you look at Matt Eberflus's wins, they've all came from backup quarterbacks or journeyman quarterbacks. A guy that signed off the fucking street, went out there in the fourth quarter against this vaunted defense. Second, they have all these interceptions. They fucking got yoked up smacked up and bitch slapped as they walked out of that fucking stadium. There's no story that a stat is going to, to tell me except these records of complete and utter discombust discombobulation here. Con- just destruction. This guy is the worst coach we've ever had. Well, Phil, let Gre- Greg talk about what Justin Jones said. On that pass to uh, the tight end in Cleveland when they dropped him in coverage. All right. Well, you keep um, talking, and I'll pull up the exact quote. So I don't even. This is this is damning. Yep. This is damning big time because, and I mean, critical situation. Blues even said that he he needed to he needs to to make a better call there. But for this to be such a critical down, and then what Greg is going to read you is kind of the cherry on top. So Greg, go ahead. What was his name? The Jets coach. He came over from the Eagles, Shane. This is Rich Cotite. This is our our sharpshooter reporter, Nick Moriano. Got to give him a lot of credit here. He's been doing a great job this year, you guys. And he asked just, if you're coming, you better be getting loud. You better be getting loud. He said, I asked Justin, this was immediately following the game in the Cleveland locker room. I asked Justin Jones about the two plays when he dropped back in coverage. And he said, and I quote Justin Jones, I'm just doing what the play call is. Maybe I could have seen him, what he was doing. I probably could have got back a little more. I don't know. Probably play his low hip in that route. Maybe got a pass breakup. I could have got a little deeper in my drop, sat under it or something. It's not what I practice. And then Nick followed up and said, how many times have you practiced dropping back leading up to this game? And he said, I couldn't tell you, brother. That, that, right that, that right there in a, you're the most critical down of the year. That's what Matt Eberflus wanted to rely on Justin Jones versus David Njoku. And David Njoku, when he was interviewed about it, he said, when we broke the huddle and I looked out there to see how they were lining up, I said to myself, ball game, ball game. 
It's over. He knew it. We've been down this road with this team always losing in the critical moments under Matt Eberflus. That's I want consistency. That's the consistent thing. Yeah, you this could beat the, fucking the thing. Ryan you Hoyer. You can't put Justin Jones in never that. Put it on it's him. so fucking oh. moronic. It's not ah. even funny. When you he consider. Right. And Joku had 10 catches that game. You're relying Ten. on your defensive tackle. You to, should to be drop I mean, it was laughable to watch Justin Crazy. Jones chase him down the sidelines 40 yards downfield. It was laughable. Phil, do you remember when we watched it live? I'm like, we were live watching this. Justin Jones. They're dropping Justin Jones. I screamed it out, and I'm like, come on. It's like on. the Bears putting fucking. They used to drop Khalil Mack. No, <laughs> we... it's like, yeah, that's you know? just. Exactly. We're in the same market of dumb shit. Like, it's like Completely not overthinking it. Your forehead been getting that's, home, that's and you I'm choose to get tricky. He's talking about tricks up his sleeve a few games ago, exactly. and that's the trick he had up his sleeve was that dumb yeah. shit. Come I'll here, tell you what. Here, I Justin. will not accept. I don't give a fuck if they win Two out of the next three, whatever. You fucking can't bring this guy back. I'm fucking done. I agree. Done and I hope that Ryan pulled. Dumbass the, the, the I would dumb. fucking destroy this. Great dude. point by Scott Hopkins. Eberflus, the DC in critical moments. Jones in coverage in Cle Cleveland. Exactly. Sweat on the bench in Detroit. Exactly, Scott. This is this dumb shit. Oh, yeah. The Amari Cooper Remember, touchdown. How about this? Sweat was not on the field. How about this one, Shane? We pointed out. A few weeks ago, and I don't want fans to forget it. Your GM in a pregame show is talking to the head coach. Hey, you might want to play your best players in big situations. Well, here we go again. Let's put a fucking three tech that really isn't a three tech on a dropping in a tight end. Like, and, what are we doing? And he's also responsible for these situational play calls fire. on offense. Which he he's alluded be, to today. Exactly. The other thing I think he should be re held responsible for Get is you want to make Getsy, you want to make Getsy the scapegoat after the year, keep Eberflus and replace Getsy. You could have fired Getsy after week four. Exactly. The, 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 the Bills fired he their offense. But he didn't want to he didn't want to lose a third all coach. These other, he didn't want to lose a third coach in three weeks, Greg, because which, two of the coaches okay. they but Genoco, HR, HR violations on your staff is a floose problem. Right. Put that out there. That too. is Let's actually a his resume the right. other way, though, Shane, because there was a lot of shit going on. But at the end of the day, had you been more sharp and said, Getsy, you're gone, Janaco, you're calling plays. You might not have lost a couple of these games here in the end of the season. You don't know. You know, you'll never know because you didn't do it. These other teams who are in playoff races have had the temerity to get rid of guys. I, I, would, do you think the Bears at nine and three, like the Eagles were, would ever change coaches on a coaching staff? Hell no. They'd be satisfied with that win record. But the good teams, the great teams, are striving for greater. And while Matt Eberflus has created progress on the defensive side of the ball, it should not be good enough at the end of the day. And that's what I said at the end of the Cleveland game. Yes, Justin Fields has shown progression in, from his first 17 games to his last 17 games. Yes, the defense is getting better. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? 
It's it wasn't good enough to beat Cleveland, and it's not good enough to keep them going after the year. That doesn't mean there isn't signs of life from them. It just means we can do better and our standard could be higher for not just us as Bears fans, but for Ryan Poles as the GM. No. For for the Chicago Bears, right. the standards should be higher. Yes. Greg. And you, you, I'm proud of you uh, for speaking so eloquently like that because that's – You're a great man. You're <laughs> You're the, best man I've, the best man I've ever known. You're probably one of the best people I know. In fact, you wouldn't even be sitting on CHGO if it wasn't for me. But anyway, we're talking about this, Ryan Billings, and thank you for the $5. Thoughts on the idea of Janico, Janico, calling plays for a few games. Janaco. Janaco, Vambaco, the outcome he could have on the move. Yes, this is a coach head coach's problem. We wish that that shit would have happened by week four after the putrid that we saw and it didn't happen. Then after the bye, we were hoping maybe that would happen. It didn't. Getze is what we all thought he was, and he's terrible. Situational, but it's on the head coach. 40-inch dick. Build his resume here. And you show it for what it is. And you get rid of this shit. How about this? Your defense that's improving, did it improve enough to close out that game? No. No. It didn't, you assholes. So take your little fucking trophy for Eberflus, the woke, the worst of all time, and get it out of Chicago. Because seriously, it ain't going to... It ain't going to fix. Well, 40 and Dicka asked in the chat. Yeah, this is. Hey, so I'm curious. What will you guys do if they bring in a new staff and QB and they bust? The same thing we did with Mitch. We'll be be pissed off. But I think people are trying to. I think this is the thing. Can't where not people, you guys, oh, you guys are pro Caleb Williams. So you're, you're going to push your narrative and just talk. That's not what we're doing here. If. We see shit that's not right. We all wanted Justin to work out, guys. Exactly. We all wanted that. But we're not going to sit up here and say, great point, Claude. Um, (laughs) You're on mute. (laughs) Still on mute. Still on mute. He's finally figured it all out. Can't he's you're on mute, Claudio. No one can you look like a kung fu movie from the 80s. We made a few cuts and we added a moron barber. Yeah, I know. I said, I didn't know I was on mute. I said, we're pro, you're pro Chicago Bears. So, what yeah. we want to happen is for the best of Chicago Bears, it's whether it's Caleb Williams or Justin Fields or Flues or it's not. And that's gonna, what it is. People like want to call out what needs to be called out. We're not. Well, I, what I don't understand with 40 inch dick is why he keeps ending every comment with the dick emoji at the end. He looks like, I, oh, a dick. Okay. Yeah. 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 He, he, is. he probably right. just figured he, his kids just showed him how to use emojis on his keyboard. She's like, oh my god, this is so lit. Watch what I can do. The eggplants, yeah, relax on the eggplants. <laughs> he's, he's big and happy right now. He's big and happy. Oh, trying boy. to knock out all these super chats. 
We'll start ripping through them. Greg's probably never seen so many. <laughs> I'm kind uh, of blocking. I'm not blocking. I'm, yeah, if the game ends in a tie, that's you know he wants to know. Yeah, that's you have all the stuff, but that's positive for Chicago. What, what game? He's talking about the Panthers and he's talking about. Packers. Yeah, I think that helps us as well. Yeah. If yeah. the Bears ends in a tie, what happens then? No, if the Bears versus Cardinals no. ends in a tie. I think that's He's bad. Math. Where's Matthew Carson? A, a tie is better than a loss. So for right. the Bears, pick, but our pick, would've... our pick isn't going to be number one. So exactly, you're right. Yeah. Doesn't even fucking it's matter. The Panthers pick that we're worried about. Talking about Panthers. That's pick. why it's the best of both worlds. You can root for Chicago to fucking win every week and just root for Carolina to fucking lose. That's that's what was so great about having the ability try for the playoffs is that you could sit right. here and that go fucking nuts enjoy Ray, the Ray. ride and then still have the number one pick ranger bear in the chat says braggs has been on every show possible this week pushing the cw pushing fucking comment cw hard not to call it a narrative it's not a narrative ranger i that's what i'd prefer just it, ask it, him just to ask him who his favorite player on the bears is and you already My know favorite? without him saying it. Yes. No. Instead, oh, 232, 499. I, that's who I'd prefer if we have the number one pick. That's my prediction if they have the number one pick. But that doesn't mean I fucking root against Fields. This isn't a narrative. You guys are just trying to create a goddamn culture war that isn't there. You're trying to create this division and, and draw lines in the sand, and everybody's got to pick a side. You know, you guys can have that shit. I don't give, I really don't care about any of that. You guys all sound silly when you talk about it. Yeah, I agree with you. I've always said it's about the jersey. It really is. And right now, my list of coaches that are better than Eberflus is long. And Eberflus is the biggest problem. Now, how the damage of, what he's done to Justin Fields can be debated. It could be talked about, but at the end of the day, you can't go back and fix it. He's not going to be fixed here. Even the only possible penicillin, I believe, would be Jim Harbaugh. That's the only penicillin because he would know exactly what to do. Eberflus isn't going to do it. Eberflus hires Greg Roman. It ain't going to work because Eberflus is the head coach, the guy that's going to put uh, – why don't we run a, a reverse here? Uh, let's not kick a field goal here. Let's throw a Hail Mary. Let's run a – how about we run a fake and we'll toss it this week. Next week we'll run a jet sweep to a wide receiver. This that's what will be so yeah. nice about Tomlin, Harbaugh, or Bill Belichick. I think any of those hirings, if they happened right after the season, yes. would any bring this fan base together because they really trust those like guys. Heading west. Well, whatever. I'm just yeah, saying Belichick. guys that have credibility like that, I think would start to push these the fan opinion to the side and fans would get behind the coach because right. you trust their he resume. He gives you your answer at quarterback because exactly. he's either going to come in and say, I don't want a rookie quarterback. I can unlock Justin. And then everybody would, he has so much credence <laughs> to what he's done 
everybody's gonna be like, all right, let's fucking roll, let's ride, let's go, let's go win the north. Right. That's nobody tr- nobody's trusting get our our I don't know what Ranger Bear is saying here. Can you decipher this drunk Greg? I just said I'm not all in on fields. I just don't believe in Caleb Williams. Once again, you fellas are part of the problem, assuming. I whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I just, I just don't understand what he's talking. Assuming Caleb, what? Caleb Williams is a pussy and he's mentally weak, and we should build him around Justin. I don't it's fine. Thank you, Ranger Bear. Appreciate you. Claudio is definitely part of the problem. Oh, uh, yeah. Always. Problem. We're sitting here. I, I We've been so right about shit, and you can hold Mac Jones's balls for all I fucking care. I don't care. I've been right about Nagy, fucking Leno. I love all the fucking offensive like- coordinators. This team has been a travesty. Run by a fucking family. Bears fans have to set their bar higher, Phil. That's what it comes down to. It's it's always the oh this we like this guy, so it's it's gonna get fixed. It happened with Jay. It happened with Rex. It happened with Mitch. I love Jay Cutler, but moving on from Cutler doesn't take me away from the bear. It doesn't. You're fuck you. We have fun. I want to cheer for the Bears. There's nothing personal here. To say Justin Fields sucks is not coming out of our mouth. It's just oh, not. Yeah, he's I'm just – he is an elite talent. I think there's still a legitimate chance he's back here next year. Under, just, You know what I mean? If you don't get number one – Right, that, that and that's my what I'm again with our you know eggplant freaking uh, dicka forty inch dicka saying I don't know why this has to be so black and white. We've literally talked about like twelve different scenarios here, including Justin Fields returning. Maybe like I, it, it about, is, maybe he's talking about Caleb versus Drake May. Yeah, black maybe, but it's it to me. It's like come on, guys. We're talking about all these different scenarios. We're talking about what we prefer, what we think the GM's gonna do. we're not nobody's a part of the problem here we're doing a show each of us do seven shows a week where we're talking about all these different you guys are here engaged in the conversation don't bitch about it if you if you want make do your own damn show seven times a week and see how many different scenarios you come up with exactly right we only have certain scenarios that we could bring to you yes if this is where I would be comfortable with Justin Fields. There's only two guys as a coach that I believe, as head coach, Mike Tomlin and Jim Harbaugh. Those are the only two guys that I would feel comfortable. Even Belichick, I wouldn't feel comfortable with Justin Fields. I don't think he would move with Justin Fields anyway. So that's where I am right now. So if you're going, you can't keep Eberflus and Fields. You just can't. It's it's not going. You're going to now find another offensive coordinator for Justin under Eberflus, who's not a good head coach. Guess what? We've done this shit before. Right, but the same people that are saying That's that you have though. the same so. people that are saying that you have to move forward with Justin. Let's just say they do that, and then we still have the same issues in a year or two. And Caleb Williams blows up, those same fans are gonna be the ones that are be like, You fuck it, you were right there at number one. You were right yeah, there. Exactly. You were looking him 
square in the face. I remember people poo-pooing Tariq Cohen selection during the draft. He's so small, but this lo- I mean, destroying it. We were covering the draft. Then August comes around. Those same motherfucking people who have podcasts and shit are like, Tariq Cohen is the man. He should be starting. What are we doing? Blah, blah, blah. There's so many fucking where's all the people? Where's where's all the people that had that energy for how dare you take Jaquan Brisker over uh George Pickens? Where are those? George Pickens. That didn't happen on this network, I'll tell you that happened here. Right. Not only is George Pickens looking like a malcontent, but Jaquan Brisker has been balling out lately now that he's able to, you know, stay on the field for four quarters. So have one of his teammates hurt in a minute. He's just (laughs) flying in there. Yeah, he almost took out. He almost took out. He is a lunatic. But that's to your point. Nobody's coming out saying I was wrong about. Yeah, exactly. Pitching that I did for an entire year and a half. And there was a bunch of them. And they all have podcasts, too. Dante, you wouldn't be talking about Caleb Williams. I mean, well, if the Bears won it, yeah, yeah, you would still be having the conversation because you're gifted the number one pick. You might have the number one pick. Okay, so Mr. Englewood in here says, yeah, but again, DPP wanted, wanted Mac Jones. The difference is here... Or what I do, we aren't afraid to admit when we were wrong. If we said something about a player, we're going to own our own receipts. What we're talking about when it comes to George Pickens or anybody else, the people that had this energy the wrong way two years ago are not pulling their own receipts. But but that's the difference. Do this, Mr. Inglewood. Who did you want in the 2021 draft (laughs) at quarterback? Who did you want? Put put it in the chat. Well, he's gonna say he wanted Justin Fields. Well, great. He might get fucking traded. And guess what? We won three fucking games last year, right? And how many have we won this year? It's it's hilarious. Well, he could be narrative. out just like Mac Jones is, right? Exactly. So what that, kind of a fucking victory lap is that? That's your mic drop. We that's made a great point mind. before, Phil. I mean, you have what? Belichick and the Patriots that took Mac Jones. I think they know a little bit about football. Okay. Oh, Greg. But that's a great point. Belichick and the Patriots and Belichick especially knows a lot about about quarterbacks. So to say that, well, Phil liked Mac Jones, so and Mac Jones didn't do good. So Phil doesn't know what he's talking about or whatever. It's ridiculous. Look at Mac Jones number his stats before. They're they're better than Fields, his passing numbers. When you come out here giving me rushing records, I'm thinking you're talking about a running back, not a quarterback. Well, Tom Waddle had a great point today. When people are throwing out stats with Justin, and they're you know they're they're including the 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 rushing portion of it, and then the rushing touchdowns on top of it. Yeah, they never put in the fumbles. They don't put in the 36 fumbles, 37 fumbles. They don't put that. I don't give a fuck. I, to this day, would still do what I would do. I, one A, one B, and one C. They were this close. It was, I always fucking forget the fucking kid's name. I don't know why this happens in my brain, but the Jacksonville quarterback was one. 
and I would have selected him. The Bears traded up. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Thank you. Lawrence was one. No one talks about that. It just because I was never afraid to put my name to it. And to Shane's point, and I many just, other points. I just got a I just got a notification on my phone from a comment that was left on YouTube from one of the TTNL shorts that was left, and this is what it says: Wait, didn't DDP want the bust in New England over Justin Fields? At least Justin Fields isn't getting benched every week. Own it, DDP. This is this Who's is what that? we're talking. About. No, this is a comment on YouTube. It just popped up from a uh, TTNL short. First of all, Caleb Williams has way more. If I was to look at Mac Jones versus Caleb Williams, it's not even fucking close. Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams can move and run. And be anticipatory. He's the closest thing to Aaron Rodgers you'll see. And that might make you nervous, but Jesus. How is Trevor Lawrence done in Jacksonville? This where you go to five. If Aaron Rodgers came to the Bears under Lovey Smith, would he be the same quarterback? No, he wouldn't. That's that's where I disagree with Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas said yes. He said if Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Bears, he would still be who he is. That's how good he is. And I don't believe that. I Corey, don't believe that. Corey Wooten asked me on Monday, he goes, if Josh Allen was on the Bears this year, do you think he'd do better than Justin Fields? I said, yes. <laughs> like, I, I come on, guys. Like, I understand the 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 sentiment. I understand the base of where you're trying to go with it. But at the end of the day, like he was talking about the specific play where Justin Fields rolled out and got tackled on fourth down, and he's just short. He gets tripped up because Darnell Mooney doesn't hold his block on the edge. And, you know, the, the that play is on Justin Fields. The and defensive back made a great why. play. But at the end of the day, exactly. do I think that Josh Allen would have flicked that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, to DJ Probably. Moore wide open to in DJ the end zone. Moore wide yeah. open, running the fucking. Wide open. Field. And, and, Tell them why that's on Justin. And, The reason it's on Justin, and I'm going to break this down for our patrons tomorrow, but here's a teaser, and I'll show you. When you run boot off of that, you have to get depth. You have to get depth. And coming in, you can't be tight to the line of scrimmage. You cannot be tight. You put Darnell Mooney and 180 pounds of him in a difficult situation, and Mooney does a great job there. I'm sorry. The dude gets paid on the other side, made a great play. Had Justin, when you boot, you have to get depth and get around, and now you can see the throw or you can take off. There's zero chance that kid makes that fucking play. There's zero chance if you get depth. That's the coaching point. These are the things, the little things, the little thing. I'll show you. You could disagree. EJ, I will show you on tape. It doesn't lie. You'll see it right there. It never lies. So, and so you're going to be proud of me. And I just texted you it, but I texted Nick on Tuesday. I said, yes. if you have a chance to ask Luke Getze about that fourth and one, I'm curious about the depth of Fields' rollout. You Was wrote that. And- I just texted you it. Here's the proof. Tuesday, December nineteenth, and Nick yeah. said you got it. I'll put it on the list for Thursday to ask questions. That's exactly the truth, bro. I'm telling you, as a coach, 
You're rubbing off. I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing tape breakdowns now. And Nick will get up there and yeah. say, "Got any cool T-shirts planned for the offensive lineman?" <laughs> oh, that's that's a Patrick Finley question. <laughs> listen, I listen. I want, and people forget. I was ecstatic that we got Justin Fields. I will remind people that people were saying we don't want to even draft a quarterback that year if you remember correctly, and the Bears were possibly going to stay there and draft an offensive tackle who's now on the Vikings, uh, Darisaw, if they didn't get up there to get fields. That was their, if they right? didn't If they didn't move, if they didn't make the move for Justin, their target was Christian Darisaw. We yeah. spent the whole, and I mean the whole offseason, breaking down the offensive tackles and quarterbacks. The Bears moved up and got one of my top quarterbacks in the draft. I had Mac Jones rated a higher than him. If it was me drafting, it would have been Mac Jones. How he would have fit with Matt Nagy's offense, we'll never know. But it's where you go and how they coach you and what they do surrounding you. And I'll be the first one to tell you what the Chicago Bears have done to Justin Fields is negligence. It's a disservice putting him in this offense with a first-time head coach and a first-time offensive coordinator coming off a shitty offensive coach who was there a year too long, and now you have what it is now. So this is where I am with Justin Fields. You ready to turn the page? And go another way, unless you get a solid, solid as a rock head coach who understands the importance of the quarterback and build the offense and to his attributes, you're never going to win. And it's too, too damn long that these fucking clowns like George, George could be the nicest guy inside. He's probably a fucking dick. He could put on a show for you fans, whatever. But I'll tell you, it's a dick move to continue to fucking let other people outside of the organization decide who's going to be the head coach. Bill Polian, Ernie Accorsi. They fucked up this whole thing, and they've made this shit show where all these little fucking fantasy nerds could go out there, do tape breakdown, do this. They don't know shit. They don't know shit. And me and Shane go in there for two hours to show you. Right. We're still gonna get that shit. Come on, I'm well, just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. Well, I'm just get, a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. To get back to the fumble thing, real quick, and I was just looking it up. And over the last five games, you know, listen, this isn't a, a piling on Justin thing. If you have the number one pick, we've all said where we're going, and that that's fine. But somebody had asked the question in the chat about the you know. The fumbles trying to say that it's not that big of a deal. Over the last five games, does anybody know how many touchdown passes Justin Fields has? One, three, three, four, four. Yeah. And he's got five fumbles. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but that's no, and, it, and how many sacks too since he's returned? I'd I'd be curious if you could find I that because that because that's the two things when people. When when Brian Poles came out 
with Over his the statement last five he, games, he's been sacked 15 times. Right. And so this is what people have to understand. Yeah. He's shown right. some flashes. He's gotten – he's said it. Go ahead. Right. Poles had two things he said. He has to be blown away by the rookies coming out or the, the college quarterbacks coming out. But then the other thing he said was what he was asked through Ian Rappaport. It was from Ryan Poles, no doubt about it. What does Justin Fields have to do to be the quarterback here next year? And he didn't say, well, he's already shown. We know what he's capable of. He's our guy. He said mm-hmm. he has to show consistency. He has to eliminate negative cold. plays. He has to operate well in the two-minute drill. He has to show he wins games at the end. And so when you look at this now with the fumbles, like he said, more fumbles than touchdowns since he's returned, 15 sacks, you know, up and down play. Yes, there's been moments and flashes of brilliance, but at the end of the day. You go back and watch Eberflus comment on the fourth and one when Justin got stopped short. Just, I mean, it was a great defensive play. It's a great play. If I think it might have been Patrick Finley that asked him, does he have the option to pass on it? He's like, oh, yeah, he does. Yep. Yep. That reaction to me was Eberflus. That was him not being happy. Yep. And saying when they're looking at it, because Phil was, Phil and I were on the phone with one another. Phil had the all 22 up and he's like, let me reverse this and look at, look at it from the, from the other side. And he's like, Oh yeah. Oh, you remember Phil, what I'm talking yeah. about there? Yes. You can't it's wide miss open. It. You can't it's a, miss it's a, it's a feel thing. And I'll not, so I'm not going to Josh Allen would stop, drop and fucking rip it down the now, fucking and I'm happy to admit to, And I'm happy to admit to the people that are like, Oh, you're pushing an agenda. If Justin Fields had decided to try to throw that and it's incomplete, am I bitching on my post game show that he didn't just run it? Probably, because I'm a fucking idiot who's gonna look at the results and and react to it emotionally. So yes, you you can say that, but at the end of the day, what great players are defined by are the great plays they make. I can't control this as a fan. I'm just gonna react to things. And if he didn't make the play one way or the other, whether he's going to run it or pass it, that's all you have to go off of. And the great players just find a way. And it's a it's a shoestring tackle or a flick of the wrist, dropping the bucket throw to DJ Moore. Either way, there was a play to be made, and he just simply didn't make it. Credit to the defender, great play, but at the end of the day, it just didn't get done. And that's where I keep coming back to improved yes good enough no that's the whole point and when you talk about he you know 40 inch check has got me in, i got him in my sights right now yes well he makes this elite play rolls out of the pocket we understand he has that capability nobody is denying that but you cannot plan or predict those kind of plays he has to show the consistency on the plays that aren't off script, that aren't these amazing right. elite. Warner said you can't live plays. in the highlights. You can't Correct. live there. You can't live you in can't the You can't live there. And it's true. You it's true. Live it, in it's got to be a part of your game, but it can't be all of it. You've got to be able to do the 
the scripted Three, five and seven step drops he's right. not been consistent and then hit him with those elite rare unbelievable plays. now you're breaking that can't be the, the only three plays you make in the game uh i'm with geo here i know exactly what he's talking about okay. me and shane were going over the tape to see where he exactly stepped down they actually spotted it right That's, they did on live i, I was like we couldn't we never got a fucking replay right. fox did it or whoever because it was it? about what another 12 yards that he went yeah he started running, running some live more. i was like holy shit we're it was a we're hell right of a play there. by tyler scott i needed it uh, he needed to have a big right because he had the drop right before it. Yeah. But he's, been he he's been a disappointment. Uh, for a person that got as much hype as he did, he dropped well, the I, I, put, point ball I put Roshan me. Johnson in that. Uh, another guy that got a lot of hype. to me, Roshan Johnson looks like a plodding running back. Yeah, I don't know how Foreman isn't in there more, but I got to say two oh, things. Well, you guys I'm you did, did you see his pass blocking in the Browns game? I think that was definitely a big part of it. Yeah. The yeah. who Khalil oh, Herbert, no, and Deontay Foreman. Foreman, yeah, it was whipped. bad. He was, it was bad. Missed well, and this is this is where th this is a great point, and I'll give your your coworker credit here. Adam Hogue brought up that yeah. he he thinks that the pass blocking from the running backs has been worse since Walker got let go. The running, running back. backs coach. Yep, and so. That in and of itself becomes a coaching issue because the running back coach is gone. So how much of an emphasis is being made in the running back room that this has to be better? This is what we're doing each and every day. It's instrumental in what we're doing. So I, that falls back into your head coach's lap yet again. Two things, and a couple other points. We're not taking Justin Fields' talent for granted. I think it was 40-inch Ditka or whatever the fuck his name is saying that. He, we're not taking it for granted. This is like the 40-inch Ditka segment. Right. We're Please. not taking his talent for granted. We're saying that he's talented, but you can't live in the highlights. Right. Let's look at this. After the big catch, Justin misses again, throws a one over the head, and we look at these things because you're in field goal range. Now you have to play smart, right? You have to play smart. And he didn't. Now, whether it was the play calls or what have you, you got to stick that ball on the outside, get your field goal kicker in range. And it ends on a hail fucking Mary. And people are destroying Darnell Mooney. I get it. I'm sure he's killing himself for not, but I'll tell you, I've, as a short guy, I've been in those Hail Mary uh, rebound and you get it off the rebound. It's a difficult thing to pull that in. And it shouldn't have come down to that. If you're bringing it down to that, it's the same argument. Tunyon, yes, he should have caught that. Tell you what, he ain't scoring. I'll tell you that 100%. He is not scoring. He's getting tackled by the, the number 44 is giving chase and he's got the angle if he caught it. The next play, Justin actually hits uh, DJ Moore for a big gain, and you're moving again. So the and just like you said, Tyler Scott before this play that he's talking about here, he drops that high point ball, and people all oh, the drop there. Call now the next play, he breaks it down the sideline and gets you a first down. So it moves the chains. 
So you can't just, oh, that, 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 this drop, that drop. I'm all for, but you got to look at the reality of the whole picture here. The whole picture. And the biggest part of that picture is money. Again. Oh, yeah. And that's the that's the end all be all. The end all be all. I'm always going to root for this team. I will never hide this right here in this part of the season. It is the hardest thing for me to watch this coach and this staff just piss away what I know you should win. Like this team should be in the playoffs. Serious. I agree. Why aren't they? Starts with the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and then the quarterback. Phil, let's give the masses some DDP film just a little bit. And this is the one that you and I talked about. This isn't from this last game, but this is what we're talking about when we're talking about Justin Fields making things difficult when they don't need to be. This is from me? Yeah. So okay. this is again. This is the Lions game, and this is the, the. If you watch Cole Komet, this is the one that I think I had sent you this clip. But everybody, just watch Cole Komet here and tell me what oh, just this is a touchdown. This is that play. So he's got two safeties high, And he's got a, a beater. In where's, the where, where's Justin looking right now, Phil? He's looking at down the field. I don't know if he's at Mooney or Cole Komet. Now he's looking at Komet, clearly. Yeah. So does anybody have any guesses where this goes? The ball should have Not flown Cole. to Komet there. But this is what we run into. So the end of this play, Justin buys time and ends up throwing back across the field. And it's a completion to Cole Komet. But it ends up being holding on Darnell Wright when right. it could have been ripped to him right off jump. So let's just play that it's again. Holding on Lucas Patrick. Or yeah, P Patrick. My bad. Right. My well, bad. both guys held. Like if you look, yeah, it's Patrick Lucas is. and I Terrible. think Nate Davis that both hold here. And it's 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 totally on display when you talk about oh he makes the elite rare play. <laughs> But he could have just made the simple play. Instead, Phil, he has to roll you're out. Breaking this down in front of the in front of the team as a head coach, yeah. you, can't, you you cannot you can't miss that. And it, this this isn't just a one off. This is happening a lot. Well, and Guys. go to the and go to the end of the play too, because just, this is the total point when you talk about narratives, because. And not everybody's on Bears Twitter, and you're probably better off for One, it. One, two, but three, four. He's rocking back. See him rock back. Now he rolls. You've caused that holding. Right. Then he throws off balance. Look at him falling to his left across right. the field. And I, saw, and I saw Fields fans on Twitter clipping the end of that throw saying, Look at how amazing that throw was. Well, and, and Greg, right there. there was Fields fans on Twitter saying you can't throw this to commit here because it's going to get Cole commit killed. Then they don't because know. Football. Exactly. It's embarrassing. He's right on this. Okay. Then how about, who's the guy at the top of the screen? You, if you don't that's want to throw right. it to commit, throw that's it to what, the guy at the top of the screen as the cornerback is failing out. That's Tunyon on the curl. Look, 
the hash mark to where 31 is, the safety that can only stop this throw, right. is at least 20 yards away from that other hash. Okay? So had he thrown it and gripped it and ripped it, he gets it. But I want you to pull it back. Yeah, perfect. Now watch. He gets the snap. Watch him, Greg. He becomes 5'11". Yeah. Watch how he gets down. Well, Phil's saying that he's 6'3", but he's making right, himself right. shorter he's... in the pocket. Watch him. See him? See how he spread his Super legs? Super wide like base. Super wide. And now he squats. Yep. yep, yep. See it? So now he can't. might not be able to see because he's squatting instead of standing tall. And delivering this but fucking dime, right? That's right where. That's simple. And this is the thing. And I'm not a Getsy guy, but this, these are the things. Like the the play to Tanyan. Luke get that's Luke Getsy's play. Tanyan didn't make the Tanyan didn't make the play. But if we're breaking down tape and we're seeing guys open, that's Luke Getsy's offense. That's getting these guys open. Where Luke Getzey, where Luke Getzey fails, where Luke Getzey fails is he sucks situationally. That's his biggest problem. Now watch his next movement here, and again I did a two out. He drops back. See him even even right here. He could still throw. If you want to give up on Komet, you still have Tanyan at the top of the screen. Exactly. You still have the curl. But you don't give up. He took, he gave up. He didn't see it. And you're just sitting there in your room. Throw it, throw it, throw it, throw. Well, it's, and when you're watching it on TV, you don't see sorry, these it's guys not, flashing open. And and it's so you blazing game out there, I think. Which why they split him wide as much as they do, I'll never know. It is blazing yeah, it's blazing game. game. Yeah, they split him wide all Doesn't the time. Make any that was the first. They've catch. never they've thrown him like one ball while he's split wide, but yet every some of the biggest failed plays of the year but are the very first play of the season. Vikings game exactly. He ripped it out. To, do you remember, oh, it was well, the Blazing yeah. game. Yep, the first game of the year, and then the first game against the Vikings, where he eventually got hurt at Soldier Field, where Justin Fields correctly shifted protection right. Knew the defender was going to come free off the edge. Blazing game was the first read. Why? Who Jared, the fuck knows? Jared must have just tuned in. Yeah, he's drafting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Run it back. And what happened? Blazing game is wide open. He hesitates. He hitches. And then he gets laid out by the defender against the Vikings. That's his biggest problem. Can he read pre-snap? Can he diagnose a play? Can he see what the defense is? Can he check out of things? Yeah, he can do all of that stuff. But when the moment comes to rip it, more times than not, he hitches. He hesitates. I, it, I've already dropped the mic on this. I, again, if you're not a patron. This is the thing. So if you're we'll there tomorrow, I'm going to show missed you. missed five guys season. the other night. That's that's fine because Justin, if, he, if Hertz is doing it, Justin can do it. Jalen Hurts was in the Super Bowl, playing in the Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts also isn't healthy this year, and I'm not saying that he's playing fantastic. He's also turning the ball over too much. But I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts, and I don't want to hear the excuse, 
every quarterback misses open guys. I had a guy on YouTube come at me and say, I have a whole library of Patty Mahomes missing wide open wide receivers. Imagine trying to make that fight. Yeah, but oh and none God. of this shit matters because if just it, okay, you want to make the argument if Justin Fields was on the Eagles that he'd be better right now? Go ahead, make it. If any quarterback in this league was on the 49ers, would they be better than they are right now? Absolutely. None of that matters. What matters is what the Bears decision they have to make. And you're saying, well, he could be better in this situation or that situation. Even if that were true, and it may be, it doesn't matter because the Bears have this decision in front of them now. And if you keep fields, you have to pay him. And that's the whole point. It none of what ver, what Jalen Hurts is doing with the Eagles or what Fields would do if he was on the Eagles, none of that matters. What matters is what the Bears are going to do going forward and what's the best route for the next five years. There you go. We've said a lot, broke down a lot. Let's get into the super chat and wrap you knew, it. You knew it wasn't going to be an hour and a half show. That was that was no, but we're getting out of here. By 11. We're getting out of here. So we got eight minutes. I'll, just, uh, I'll, I'll go all Steven Johnson Chris <laughs> on and Chris I believe Dave too Tobe deserves a chance. If Harbaugh is not available, he's an assistant head the, coach for the, the case. The rumor with Dave he doesn't interview well or something. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It was that teams were turned off about what his plan was for his offensive coaching staff. Well, anything's an improvement than what yeah. we've had. And he's Carey, also interviewed a lot. He's interviewed a lot of places, also. So it's he's not gotten a job. Would I not? Would I mind it? No, I mean, I, it's not my number one choice. Right. But I would definitely think it's an upgraded to. Uh, Matt Eber, Ryan Poles. 100%. I think if if he had him high on his list, I think he would have been. You know, he also wasn't here, and Ryan Poles worked with him, just like Eric Bieniemy. Kerry Franklin, ten dollars. What do you think it would take to sign Jalen Johnson after Jalen's comments today? Well, I mean, I think you have to sign him. Now, I think you wanted to see the turnovers. I want to see this secondary moving forward. Minus Eddie. I think Eddie's cooked. Yeah, Eddie's got to go. You want to recoup that money and you can give, you know, you can give that plus to, to Jalen. But you, you're talking right in the range of nine, 19 to 20 a year. I mean, the franchise is putting it right around 19, 19, five. So it's going to be, it's going to be right around there. But he's, tw- he's 24 years old, guys. You know, he's, Jalen Johnson is the same age as Terrell Smith, and Terrell Smith is a rookie. We said we wanted him to go out there and create turnovers, and he's done it. You have enough money, and this is a benefit of having a rookie quarterback with a rookie contract, is that you can pay guys like this. It's Greg paying attention to this. Yes, I am. He needs to be tweeting or doing something. He's not. Given, he's given Jenny the list for breakfast that she needs to make before. I actually am. I actually am texting. Like the eggnog right here. Tell Jenny I said hello. Please tell her I miss her. Yes. Here we go. Next. If you're coming, to, you better be getting loud. <laughs> That's what he so says. The, the show's over in six minutes, Jenny. 
if Flus returns or a defensive-minded coach is hired, who would you, the 100 crew, want for OC? Love y'all. Merry Christmas, family. My guy Mike V from New Haven, Connecticut. Now, As an offensive coordinator, Haven. I honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm with you. I honestly, I, Josh McCown gets me yeah. uh, excited because George, I know we're not for you, bro. If you think that that's what we're doing, we broke down one play to prove a point that we were George, talking about. I got two yeah. hours worth of just, every play. Just, you can just come stop, watch. George. Who the fuck spells her last name like that? Jesus. <laughs> I think he's Greek, man. I, I am. Just I don't know who the coordinators are. I honestly don't. Mohammed El Me, our guy. He's probably on the side eating the pizza tonight. Is that a good pizza? Dollar ninety-nine. You know where he's got his JSN jersey on tonight. <laughs> he's happy he about walked it off against JSN. How about Coach Pete Carroll's uh, emotion after that game? I yeah. mean, that's what a coach is, bro. Flusen, Matt like, Eberflus, you guys, you guys won, right? Dub you again, guys did right? good, right? Greg, you haven't even commented on that. I'm trying to well, get. Well, I know how this works. When we get to the super chat part of our show, that's my cue to not talk. Because when I talk, then it takes another thirty minutes for the show to end. So I'm doing my quick. job. Thoughts on club Thank, you. Thank you, Braxton. Words or less. Thanks for doing your I'll part. I'll give you three. What the fuck is 40-inch Dicka crying about in the chat? Oh, Shut God. the fuck up. Like <laughs> Somebody said in the chat, they were like, 40-inch Dicka, two-inch two thoughts. Exactly. Shut up. <laughs> club dub, Greg. Jesus. Focus. What about club dub? Fuck club dub. Hey, I said three words. Fuck club dub. He did it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, laughed at player crying, then cried. My issue. Oh, yeah, Caleb, that was fucked up because he did. He was bagging on the he the, was, yeah, he was bagging on the, the one dude that cried, and then like literally the next week, Seth, he was. Seth Butler is up. Bragg's drunk. It, yes, I actually He's, am drunk. That's why he's texting his wife. That's why I texted Jenny because I'm like, hey, look hey, at him getting game time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at him. Jenny in the stands. Carmen in the stands and Jenny. Jenny in the sheets. Yeah. Oh, was that drop? And Kelly, $5. The man's defense allowed 212 passing yards in the fourth quarter to AAR. Can you, can you have your wife come in so we can tell her Merry Christmas? No, she's upstairs. Dan, fine. She's fine. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Uh, Ranger Bears back. It's the McCaskies. You're dreaming, Phil. Fluce is back. Warren isn't going to challenge them. He's right there. He's, so, he's lying to us. Jenny. He's talking to her. Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny. Them, Come on, we, Jenny. Caleb Williams, I look forward to that. We know we're not CHGO, but we count too, Dan. Phil and Shane want to say hi to you. Come down here. Yes, we haven't seen you in so long. Oh, shit. Well, you were supposed to come this year for the Lions game. If you're coming, to, you better be getting loud. You obviously punked out because the Bears suck. Coming on the you plane know, he, he, after he the right Dallas. Thing, so. <laughs> were you there? Bill and Shane want you to say hi. Come, come here. She's like, all right, hey. am I you live on the hey. show? Hey. Say hi. Hi. Greg just coined a new show for later. Greg just what? Coined a new show for later. What? 
He said it was going to be, should I repeat it? In the no. sheets with Jenny Braggs. Oh, <laughs> if you're coming, to, you better be getting loud. <laughs> how you doing, Jenny? Good. How are you? How much of the Christmas shopping did Greg do this year? <laughs> I, it was all, I did, to be honest, all online too. But yeah, he never knows. It's a surprise. He know. It's, it's a surprise what the gifts are. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Eddie got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, 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 hey, I get Eddie. I get Eddie yeah, a lot of presents throughout the year. Her, it's ridiculous. Yes. Oh, yeah. every trip to the grocery, Greg's getting yes, Exactly. I could see it. Exactly. And even when he shops, I can't send him anywhere alone either because he'll come back with something for her. So. Yep. Yeah. That's just there a dad. That's just a dad's job, though. That's the dad job. Yeah, you would think. Well, I guess he has to be the enforcer too. But he's the he's the one that like spoils her more. Jenny, are, are, the get your mom. are your three TVs crooked? Do you think that they're perfectly? He makes straight? fun of the one TV that's not exactly perfect on the three TVs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say well, yeah. Well, you both can shut the hell up. The little ones, because it's too much. I can only focus on like the one TV. How's Barb? Good. She just had knee surgery, so she's recovering. Don't worry knee. about fucking Barb. All she right. Can't, can't move then. Perfect. <laughs> just how I want her. <laughs> Thank oh, you for coming good. on, Jenny. No we miss you. Merry Happy Christmas. Holidays. Yeah. Merry Christmas. All right. There you go. There's Jenny. There's Mrs. Braggs, the better half. The one, yeah. This guy's still drinking. Much better half. Still drinking too. Claudio's eggnog. What's up? Coquito, what are you drinking? No, eggnog, spiked eggnog. You can buy it in the package store. It's like rum and brandy. It's like made, like it's in a bottle. It's just already made. We went on this. Like outside forest Christmas lights thing. 1101, nobody really cares. Oh, but. yeah. We're going to wrap it up, Greg. They gave a hot chocolate with um, peppermint. I'm going on it was unbelievably good. Hey, yeah, guys. well, Shane's the only one that has to work in the morning. Sab's yeah, the machine, right. 20 bucks. Hey, guys, I heard that something that made me think about the QB situation. Every player we say they come and elevate the team like sweat. But for the QB, we make excuses about pieces around him. But shouldn't the QB also elevate the team? Well, that's yes. Tommy, Tommy Waddle talked about that. He's like, you know, you want to be a, a great Montez thing. Sweat came here and was a multiplier. And you, that's what you want. You're, he goes, this is Tommy Waddle saying it. He said, I find it funny that everybody's like, we got to do this and this and this and this and this, you know, to surround Justin with with more and more and more and more. And he's gotta he's gotta make them better too. Yeah, he's gotta be part of the he's gotta be part of a great question making them multiply. Yeah, it is. And it's a true story. Tom Brady made a lot of people better. The great ones make a lot of people better. I'm telling you right now. And that's what tells the story later on in history. But uh to our big fans of Cherie, she came in, saw Greg, saw who and was left. here, and yeah. bounced. That was <laughs> oh, she's such a hater. She's a hater. <laughs> Her and cards, professional haters. Yeah, they're gonna get cold for Christmas. She came in. She was getting ready to put the headphones on. She's like, 
I hope Cars and Cherie's prime rib is. I hope their prime rib is overcooked on Christmas. (laughs) They might like it like that, though. If they fuck yourself, it would not surprise me if Cars (laughs) prefers his prime rib overcooked serial killer type shit. Cars is actually a maven on the grill, man. He's he's a badass. Keys, money, keys. Okay, Chase Chase Daniel. Daniel. It doesn't make him a aficionado. I mean, play. They've have brought talent around the quarterback. Yes, uh, DJ Moore. Yep. Okay, he's the true number one. Yeah, I'm not saying that you can just go out there well, with it, anybody. It, That's yeah. not what we're saying. But you also have to have a point in your life where you make other players even better than they are. And we haven't seen that. Sorry. But listen, prediction. Do we do any predictions? No. Real quick. No. I'm not giving away my predictions because then I'm not doing any predictions. Uh, They're playing a shitty Cardinals team. Yeah. So, and they have a shitty coach. So hopefully the Bears will figure it out. Um, At home. Shout out to all of you guys that came here and supported us and continue. Uh, happy holidays to all of you, and especially all of these guys on the, the panel tonight. Uh, keep oh, going. my fucking God. Your lunch <laughs> with Mary. <laughs> Speaking yes. of that, next week, Dan Weederer. Yes. We'll be on yeah. with us talking about Eberflus. You should have Justin. Dan Weederer next week and then Herb Howard the yeah, week t- after. Tell Dan that he's following the great Greg Braggs. Please. We'll, we'll tell him. Actually, can you can you say something to him? Say we'll something play. or we'll, Here you we'll go. Clip Let it. me isolate yeah. on you. Here you go. All right. Dear Dan. Dear Dan Weederer, I saw your tweet today about the positivity of the future of the Chicago bears. And let me just speak for all bears fans and saying, we're proud of you, Dan. Hope you have a happy holiday and a happy new year. I love you. Oh, wow. Wow. Lunch was, with Larry. Wait, 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 go back. 50 bucks. Oh, you got something else? Go back, one more. And um, also, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So well, I got that, that have a holly jolly Christmas. Greg, yeah. we did next year. Me and you have to do a TTNL CHGO combo. Yes. Christmas song together again. Bring it know, back. It's been a while since I've had to do we a did song. A great with one with polls. Remember that one? I mean, pace. What was it? I forget. Like we a, had like a whole Christmas album. So That's where yeah, the it was too too long, right? Didn't they say? It was oh too my long? god, we were much better than all these Tom. Those producers hated us. What are their names? <laughs> oh, Black, 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 Black and Abdallah. Yeah, two haters. Haterade. Two haterade. Professional haters. Quit showing that on the fucking screen. <laughs> show. Did someone say the show? Show Hatani? Stop showing that. Listen. You know, you're the one that's like, oh, I want to go to bed. Now you're flashing. Exactly. 
We're going to bed. I want to go to bed. Thank you, guy. You amazing fans. We will be uh, update. We will not be doing a Bears Hour Live after Bears versus Cardinals. Too many family obligations. We're going to just put a me. I'll record a rant and we'll put that up there. Maybe that'll be it. And that's what we're doing for the Eve. It's late. It's a late game. I don't understand coming over all these people, friends and family. And the Bears decide four o'clock game against fucking Cardinals. Exactly. There you go. Listen, I also <laughs> want to thank Greg Braggs for jumping on tonight. Appreciate drunk Greg as well as sober Greg. Oh, yeah. Fucking I'm going deep. The Justin Fields. It's been thing. nice. It's been nice. Drunk Santa. Then let me do what I had to do. <laughs> missing, we're missing that. The only thing we're missing tonight. Next week Angela. after Christmas, we'll find out what Angel- Santa brought Angelo. On the Dan Weederer show. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) All right. We're out of here for Shane Marsaw, Claudio the Barber, and CHGO Sports, Greg Braggs. I'm your guy, Draft Dr. Phil. And this has been another amazing episode of the best Bears show on the planet. Keeping it 100. That's right. What's up, everybody? This is NFL Network's Adam Ray. This is only your coach. This is Matt Waldman. This is Chris Zorch from your Chicago Bear. I'm Dion Miller. Dan Weaver. I'm Sean Whitfield. I'm Courtney Cronin. Hey, this is David Kaplan. Listen to me. You want to learn football? Listen to my guy, Phil and Shane. Shane and Phil. Shane and Phil. Oh, Phil. On a tape never lies. On the Tape Never Lies Network. Tape Never Lies Network. The Tape Never Lies Network. Tape Never Lies Network. Home of the greatest Chicago Bears fans on earth. Oh, that is just...